BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. So we're going to start out the show with a simple request. All right, This is going to be a simple request involving a major story that could be taking place in the world of sports. We will get to that here coming up in just a minute. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. Every single week at this time, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com. For a free rate quote. My man, Brady Quinn, what's going on? Yeah, buddy. Just uh, watching some good NBA playoff basketball right now. It's been pretty competitive. I think if you're a fan of the NBA, you've got to be pleased with this format. And thank God, thank God that no one took that crazy idea 
of shortening the first round of the playoffs. Imagine what we would have been ended end up with if that was the case. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, for those of you just now tuning in, uh, Brady can go bleep himself because the reason he's taking pot shots at me is I had the idea that the NBA could do themselves a favor and they could shorten the opening round series to three games. Based on last year and the year before, the opening round of the playoffs a year ago was vomit, night in and night out that we were subjected to in the NBA. So I said, listen, why don't we spin this thing up a little bit? Give us three games, best of three. You'll have more upsets. You'll have less tanking because people will think they actually have a shot in the playoffs as opposed to trying to beat a team four times in seven games. And so finally, because I say that, the NBA delivers on some exciting series, and now Brady Quinn's going to go, oh, yeah, your idea stinks. You feel better about yourself? (laughs) What a bully. Not not, not so much. Uh, A couple observations. Pelicans. Kind of a surprise. Playoff right? Rondo, I man. I love playoff Rondo. Yeah, he, he steps up when it matters most. And, you know, I think when you're looking at the West, oh, I, I almost wish they'd do just a realignment for the playoffs. The East is oh, so on, bad. Man. It's so bad. Like, I, I kind of feel like it, it compares to this. So the Big Ten Conference in college football, right? Wisconsin gets God, to is it always football waltz. with you? Do you always well, have to talk I, about football? No, because look, there's, there's people out there who follow college football, I, and they're maybe just general sports fans. Trust but, me, I'd rather do that every segment. <laughs> well, here's the point. Wisconsin kind of waltzes through the Big Ten West, and then you've got this grudge match in the Big Ten East between Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan and Michigan State, and it's like survival of the fittest just to make it to the Big Ten championship game. And, and all it does is ensure you this. You either get like a heavyweight contender who hasn't really fought anyone, right, who's got this propped-up record, and then you've got this battle-tested team that is either going to, A, earn their way in, or a team that's just going to be kind of based off fluff to make it in. I'm not necessarily saying that the East this year is going to have that fluff team because clearly Cleveland is struggling with the Pacers, but I can get to that in a second. Um, but traditionally, at least in the recent, what, past, I don't know, six, seven years, it's been kind of a cakewalk in the East, has it not? Well, yeah. I mean, it, has, it hasn't been very good, and that's why I came up with the idea. Hey, listen, I'm an idea man, all right? So while everybody out there is bitching and moaning and complaining about the NBA playoffs, I'm out here working up ideas, all right? I'm working on, I'm working on the menu. You guys are talking about you know, why, the, uh, why the urinals are always kicked in and the cakes are thrown everywhere in the urinals, and I'm sitting here going, all right, forget about that, guys. Let's work on the menu. That's what I do. <laughs> All right, so you guys keep complaining about the bathrooms. I'm working on the kitchen. I'm working on the menu, Brady. And I'm just offering up some solutions. The menu stunk last year. Let's spice this thing up a little bit. Three-game series. Why can't we spice? That's never going to happen. You're nuts because, again, you're taking out all the revenue that the NBA generates uh, with with less uh, games that are going to be televised, right? So even even if you feel like it's a bad product, People still watch, and advertisers still pay money for it. So that's never going to happen. Let's push this conversation to try to find a way of realigning and just going based off overall record for both sides and then, then, then seeding the teams based on that. I think that would make a much more competitive tournament. Uh, and maybe to your point, uh, maybe some of the bad teams would get bounced out pretty quick if that was the case. Yeah. But it, it would allow for us to see the best of the best finally playing off in the NBA because – I think there's a number of teams in the West, the Pelicans being one of them, that's why I mentioned them, that if they were in the East this year, I think they'd waltz their way through. I think they would find their way into the Eastern Conference Finals and probably be able to win that probably be able to win that championship relatively easy and then be facing someone out of the West because there's a number of really good teams. Now, I don't ask for a whole lot on this show. I really no. don't. No. Right? I, just, uh, I just I grind, man. It's what I do. And on the show, too. 
And my one request early on in the show here is for Brady Quinn, who is going to be on behalf of Cav fans everywhere. You're going to be the voice yeah. of Cleveland Cavalier fans everywhere, okay? The heartbeat. Yes, the heartbeat. Now, what's the uh, what's the lame hashtag they're doing this year? It was all in a couple of years ago. What is it this it's, year? Anybody it's know? It's whatever it takes. You're kidding. No, it's it's whatever it takes. <laughs> that's the that's what they could come up with. That's I think that's best. actually a uh, Imagine Dragon song. Oh isn't it? my god! Well, that that ought to, that makes sense because you're a big fan of that crummy band. Um, oh, stop! Just because they made it, and you're well, I, I don't want to get personal, but I, I know it was a dream of you. There is it nothing. Was, there is nothing personal about that. I trust me. We were awful. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we were a bad musical act that had no shot of making it. There's nothing personal about that. You were spitting nothing but the truth. But I will say this. You being the voice of hashtag whatever it takes, Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't want to hear any uh, bleeping and moaning. None of that. If the Cavs lose this series, I don't want to hear one of you guys talk about, oh, the roster around LeBron's not the greatest. The ro-. This roster is what it is because of him. All right? Like, at yeah. some point or another, people have got to actually uh, nut up and say, you know what? LeBron's kind of at fault for a lot of things that went down in Cleveland. He got them their championships. But when you give a guy that much control, he's whiffed in a lot of areas. He chased Kyrie Irving out of town, which led to a big blockbuster trade. He didn't make that one work with Isaiah Thomas and the rest of those guys, so it turned into another big-time blockbuster trade. And now everybody's talking about the roster around him and not the guy who's at the core of the roster and the reason that many of those faces are in new places. So I don't want to hear any of that. That's my only request for the show. That's it. And, and you're not ever going to hear any that okay you're not not from you no not from me because you're honest I don't think you're gonna hear from uh any other Cavaliers fans either because I I think they realize that uh with the way things shook out this year they understand that this was largely the doing of LeBron and I think what he's starting to realize is this and and Boba will appreciate this because he's he's a a huge superhero movie fan um (laughs) you, you just you can't win the NBA championship um as Superman anymore like, like, let's let's be honest. LeBron is the best player in the NBA. Yes, that's not saying that he doesn't have competition. There's not some guys who are close. He's the best player. He's Superman. Okay, guess what? Superman, Superman can't win it anymore. He he's not he's not making it to the end of the movie. He's dying out, man. You've got to have Batman and Robin. You've got to have the Avengers. You've got to have a group. You've got to have a team now in order to compete and win an NBA championship. And I, he's probably starting to realize that now with the cast that he has out around him. Because if they're off just a little bit, he can only do so much. He can only have so many triple-doubles. And I think a lot of teams are realizing, look, let him score 30, 40, 50, because we don't feel like the rest of the pieces on that team are going to be able to help him win these win these games. And they're not going to be able to shoot consistently well enough to be able to win. Oh, by the way, a little piece of a superhero advice for the uh, the kids out there that want to get into the sports talk radio business. A little friendly advice here for everybody uh, that does radio for a living. When you do talk about Superman and you mention his real name, not Superman, I would mm-hmm. recommend saying Clark Superman Kent. Because if you take out the Superman and you go first name right next to last name, ha! Kind of walking a tight wire there, you know what I mean? Okay, kind of sound like something else. Got to be real careful. I, I think that one's a little bit of a stretch. Unless uh, you want to, unless you want to. What if you've done it before? 
You know, what if you've walked right. that tight wire and you've been burned before, huh? I don't, okay. I don't really think it's okay. that much of a stretch. There's a jump button for that. Okay, though, right? well, listen, I, uh, I'm i just out here trying to lend advice. That's all I'm doing. So you are going to be the voice of Cav fans should they lose this game. And we should at least know, well, we're, we're going to be on the air until midnight Eastern time. So I don't think the game will be quite over then, but we'll at least get an idea for where they're at. Because if they go down 3-1, whoops. You got a problem, man. <laughs> like, this is because now you're relying on a bunch of guys that have never been in this spot before to try and pull this off. There's no, there, there, there is well, no. First off, LeBron's never been in the spot in the first round. Yeah, well, true, but he, I mean, he's <laughs> at least at least he's been in this spot in in the NBA in the finals, finals and yeah. in, in other places. Um, now, let me ask you this though, as a Cavs fan, it because the story has been has been going on for so long and going on for so long. Do you even care at this point if he's back next season? I do. I mean, look, I'm an Ohio guy. Uh, I think when you, you see a guy like that who was born and raised there, who, who came back and, and brought them a championship, you want to see him finish his career there. I mean, that's the, that's the storybook ending that you want to see. Even if things don't work out, I, I think this you know, has the potential to be something that could be the works for the future. Now, the only thing that I'll say that is not working out for this team right now, as I'm, as I'm seeing them wear these you know, tailored, everyone's wearing the same suit oh, into the man. game. They tried that the oh. last game. It hasn't worked. Like, like, let's get rid of the tailored, all-matching suits. I know it's a sign of unity. However, it's not working. Like, maybe they need to go back to having their own individual swag. Um, but, look, I don't, I don't think uh, any Cavs fan would sit there and say that they don't care if he comes back or not. Everyone wants him to come back. That That – Basketball team, the organization, the franchise, it's not worth as much. We, we saw what it was like when he left to go to Miami. So no one wants to see that again. And it just if you think this team's bad now with the piece that they have, imagine it without oh, him with these pieces. <laughs> it's going to so, be wonderful. Uh, let me just point out one thing, though, okay? The NBA is all about matchups, right? I mean, more so than probably any other sport because yeah. you really can't isolate players. So, Although I think in a seven-game series, ultimately best team's going to win every time. So True. Yeah. But even even within that, which, again, I can't believe you threw out the three-game series. Hey, working on the menu over here, man. Keep, right? <laughs> keep burning food. It's, I keep, it's I keep a creating garbage ideas. garbage menu hey, is what it whatever, is. Whatever, man. Late night, late night serving the drunks. That's what we do. <laughs> but I have a lot of confidence if, if the Cavs win this series, they'll be fine with Toronto. Okay, And I am assuming Toronto wins – against the uh, Washington Bullets. I am assuming that Wizards, happens. man. Wizards. Excuse me, bullets? Wizards. Trust Gosh, me. No, those, you're... Th- I just offended someone there. You know, for, you know, but they should be the Bullets because it's such a better name. Wizards? I and mean, what is this? <laughs> Magic the Gathering? What is this? Some, like, nerd comic book convention? Knock it off. Let's, let's get Washington Bullets, man. Let's get back to, let's get back to it here. The They're Bullets former are a good name. name. Yeah. Uh, but Toronto wins the series. And here's the difference. If you look at the regular season, right, uh, Cleveland just didn't match up well. They don't play well. Uh, versus the Indiana, no. Indiana Pacers. I mean, yeah. they're one in three during the regular season. They score like 15 less points per game. They're just not a good matchup. I think, the, like, the Pacers are kind of awkward for anyone to go up against with the, their style of play. Uh, and then you look at the Toronto Raptors, for example. They score 15 more points. They're two and one against them in the regular season. It's just a better matchup, and and that ultimately I think is going to pay off dividends, even as bad as they've kind of played so far this series. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, uh, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next here on Fox Sports Radio, there is a situation that is not really a, a big deal right now in the NFL. But within the next couple of years, we could have a major crisis on our hands. Find out what we're talking about next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. 
Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So uh, coming up later on at the top of next hour, Brady Quinn is going to release his final mock draft in what we have de- what we have called the explosive mock draft. So are you prepared for the explosive mock draft? Are you ready to fire that off at the top of next hour? Well, I'm going to shoot it off all right. All right. Uh, it's going to be explosive. <laughs> and uh, okay. let me tell you this. I, I don't think people are going to be ready for it. They're going to be surprised. So I'll just say look out, you know, cover your face because it's coming. That sounded really inappropriate. All right. Uh, so Why there's does it a, always get turned that direction. Yeah, right? I, I have I have no idea. We moved there's back of, an hour, and immediately it just yeah, that, that's where it goes. A lot of the uh, a lot a lot of that is, is happening now. I am also going to do something later on in the show to where you are going to project the top ten of the of the draft. All right. I am going to try and predict the bottom ten of the draft. <laughs> it's the most difficult thing I've ever done in my career. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's the most difficult thing and I've ever done. And it's going to be fantastic. I, I cannot um, wait. So I, I will I will do my best to put that together. But with the draft coming up this week, there's a lot of uh, conversation, a lot of back and forth um, about evaluations. And at this point, all the, the, the film has been studied, all the, the workouts have been done, all of that. So now we're just sort of really going over the top with some of our evaluations. And I was thinking, like, if let me just pose the question to you like this. Who are the top six quarterbacks, in your mind, the top six quarterback prospects in the draft? In no particular order, because I don't want you to give away your explosive mock draft. All right? I, I, don't, want you, I, don't, want you to, I don't want you to do that too early. Um, but who are your, uh, your top yeah. six quarterback prospects in the draft? Yeah, I, I don't want to be premature. So uh, I, I'm, this is in, isn't in any order, okay? So I'll, I'll do it this way. Both Joshes, right? Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. Okay. Um, you got Sam Darnold, right? That could see the three. Then you've got Baker Mayfield, there's your fourth, and then Lamar Jackson and, and Mason Rudolph. Okay. Who are the two quarterbacks of those top six that have the biggest questions about accuracy, would you say, just based on numbers and what the scout, scouting departments have said? Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Can you make a case, because I was thinking about this over the weekend, that if accuracy is a big issue— and you always hear, you know, the windows don't get don't get bigger in the NFL if you if you struggle and to convert passes, if you struggle to complete balls, if you have a low completion percentage, it's not something that usually improves when you get to the next level. If that's the case, and we all acknowledge that those two guys are the least accurate of the six, couldn't you make a case for Lamar Jackson being a more impact player, at least early on in his career at the NFL level, just based on the fact that if it's a third and nine or a third and 12 and you've got to get a first down, you may not trust either one of those guys to throw the ball, but you know Lamar Jackson with his legs can, can get you a first down. Looking at it like that, wouldn't Lamar Jackson have more value to some people than maybe a Josh Allen would? Potentially. I think he would like more, um, probably more immediately than someone like Josh Allen, in the sense of putting in a specialized package for him that he feels comfortable with or that's simple, before you're throwing too much on his plate, and and yeah, for that reason, for his athleticism, that's where he can he can shine early and make people think, man, he's the steal of the draft. The problem is, is then all of a sudden he just kind of stays put he never really truly develops his completion percentage doesn't necessarily improve uh and he kind of stays stagnant and and that's something that i think would be a big concern of mine and is, is really probably a big concern of a lot of teams out there when they're evaluating this quarterback class 
is just overall in development. I think we would have both agree, and probably listeners too, you know, that there's, not Andrew, there's no Andrew Luck in this year's quarterback draft class. Now, that's not saying these guys can't be successful and they're not going to be a good class, but there's no one coming in here who's saying day one he's ready physically, mentally, uh, emotionally, you think he's mature, he has the football IQ, checks all the boxes, okay? And, and so because of that, I think you all look at him and say there's some part of their game where they need developed. And the issue is, there's not time for that anymore. There's no more quarterback school back when I was first drafted where you'd come in early before every other position and you just go over film, you go over your assignment, you go over drops. You would literally drop back and drop back and drop back and work on your footwork and work on the timing and all these things uh, before anyone else got there. And, and then they would come in and, and you would progress along with them, but usually you're ahead of them. So you could kind of help teach some of the other guys the system or what the install was. You don't have that anymore. These coaches, they've got to win now, man. Some of these guys only have two years, in some cases one year, depending on how bad that year is. So they're focused on winning now. And if that's where their focus is, it's obviously hard then throughout the course of a week when you're game planning to then set aside time for development, especially if the guy's not starting yet. And then you look at the fact that there's less quarterbacks, in particular that number three quarterback that used to be that older veteran guy where there's no restriction on his time per se, and you can spend all the time you want with him outside of the building or even in the building and work on different things. That guy doesn't exist anymore. They took, back, they took away the third quarterback designation, which used to allow you to dress that guy but not count against the active day, game day roster. So all those things add up to not having the ability to truly develop a quarterback if you feel like he has a lot of things he needs to work on. So that's troublesome for this group, this rookie class. But even the bigger picture, Jonas, the NFL, when you look ahead to what's going to happen when Tom Brady's gone, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, guys who all had the benefit right, of having someone who played in front of them and having some time to develop and not being necessarily thrusted in right away to play and having the additional time in the offseason. These young quarterbacks don't have that anymore. So then what's the solution? I mean, is, is there something? Because we've heard about how because of less practice time and because of the offenses that, in the college level that you've seen offensive linemen, it, it's, it's, it's hard to find a really solid offensive lineman because they get in and maybe they're not used to, to blocking in certain offenses, and you've seen it sort of regress at that position. So is that sort of what is happening with the quarterbacks to where you're looking around and because there's not time to develop, because coaches are, are coaching for their job a lot of times and they don't have time to wait around, that it's basically – the guy you're drafting needs to be a home run, and he better be a home run right away because you can no longer just waste time developing. Yeah, and, and that's the situation that most, most coaches are in. That's, ter- that's, a, that's awful. <laughs> well, and, and, and the long-term outlook, and I, I think that's why you're starting to see more and more people talk about the spring league. You know, we, we've heard of Johnny Manziel going back to Your guy. the spring league. Yeah. My, my guy. Uh, but that's, that's one way in which guys can, who, are, who need more development – can get some reps. The problem with that league and really any other spring league is unless it's partnered with the NFL, right? Much like NFL Europe, which, you know, you know, produced quarterbacks like Kurt Warner, Jake DeLome, guys of that nature, you're really not going to have the opportunity to get that sort of development because, you know, these leagues are there just to see, you know, guys get, you know, some game tape out there and get on some film. 
it's not necessarily to kind of have them within a farm system like Major League Baseball has or even uh, the G League now for the NBA where you can kind of you know, cultivate some of these younger players and create this kind of culture that you want to bring them up within, right? I mean, Hassan Whiteside for the Miami Heat is kind of a good story of all that. Um, but you don't really see that in the NFL. I mean, the, the college level is the minor league system for it. And, and the issue with why these guys come in and they need more development and they need more work, it's not always their mechanics. I actually think quarterbacks nowadays have better mechanics and are better passers than ever before because of all the coaching they get and specialized coaching really at such a young age. So it, they're, they're more prepared in that realm. But what, what we've sacrificed is what they're being asked to do at the NFL level and then what they're being taught to do at the high school and college level, which is much, much less than what's put on their plate once they become pro. Of the top, let's call it the top four, that everyone's talking about, Mayfield, Rosen, Allen, Darnold, of those top four, whose flaw could you not live with as a coach? Who? I mean, I don't know how it's not the accuracy issue. I mean, behavioral patterns, whatever, I think a lot of that stuff is overblown. I don't well, know. I, but, but I also think the completion percentage for Josh Allen, that's where they, they get this conversation of, oh, he's inaccurate. Okay, for starters, do you know who never even eclipsed 56 completion percentage in their entire college career? Brett Favre. But you didn't hear anyone kind of sitting there saying, oh, well, he, he can't be the next Brett Favre. Why can't he be? And if, if you actually watch his film, does he miss some throws? Yes. But a lot of the time, too, he's got pressure. He's eluding guys. There's not a whole lot of separation. He's not getting a whole lot of help. And on top of that, they stretch the field. Look at his yards per attempt. Look at how many, or how few, I should say, bubble screens he actually throws in a game. So when you look at you know, people who say, well, look at his completion percentage, try to actually watch the film and what their offense looks like because there is not as many guys running wide open for Wyoming as there was for a guy like Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. And that being said, you know, Baker Mayfield's accurate. Don't get me wrong. But I also feel like when you watch the Georgia game, the semifinal game from this past year, the coverage was a lot tighter. The windows were a lot tighter. And, you know, his accuracy wasn't quite as good as what I remember seeing and calling throughout the Big 12 championship and throughout the course of this past season, really his career. And all those things play a factor. So there's so many more variables that go into that. And it, like that personally for me, it's, it's not something that I could live with, right? I mean, I'd, I'd have to think that it's fixable, and I think it is with Josh Allen because to me it's more of a footwork thing than anything else. Um, I think the thing that I would be concerned with is durability. Like with Josh Rosen, the fact that he's never really finished a season healthy bothers me. The fact that I don't know how many more concussions he could have and how immobile he is, that bothers me. If he's a sitting duck back there on a bad team and they can't protect him, and he's a rookie, so believe me, he's going to take his shots because defensive coordinators are too good. That concerns me. If he's a sitting duck back there, doesn't know where to go with the football or how to get out of his hand quick enough. Uh, well, just to uh, correct you on something, you said you know you got to watch the film. I actually requested the all-22s of the entire career of Josh Allen at Wyoming. Did you? Yeah, I did. I did. No, I didn't. I have no idea who Josh Allen is. I'll be honest with you. I'm just I'm reading what's on the prompter. I have no idea who he is. I just go based on box scores and stats, and I just follow along with what everybody else said. But but the accuracy the is a little is, bit of an issue, though, right? I mean, in all seriousness, it, it it's got to be an issue, man. Okay, are, what what actually loses you games? Accuracy or turnovers? Oh, I mean, uh, booze before the game, clearly. Uh, but exactly. I would say secondly, booze. I would say secondly, turnovers. 
Okay. I mean, Sam Darnold turned the football over as much as anyone this past year. And, and that seems to be his knock, right? But for, the, for, like, for every argument you could make for why a team wants to talk themselves out and not take one of these guys, I can show you a guy who threw a ton of picks his last year and still got drafted number two overall, and that's Matt Ryan. I mean, he threw like 17 or 18 yeah. picks his last year, and it's like no one was saying that. You know, Matt Stafford was a guy who didn't complete 60% of his passes. He still got drafted relatively high, and he's had a solid career. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. I uh, want to let you know we are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, something is happening in the world of sports. This is going to make Brady really, really happy. All right, He's going to be really thrilled with this. This is really going to get it because he loves busting my balls. So this is going to make him really happy. But... It should make everybody happy, myself included. We'll explain what that is next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, you shut up and you listen to Steve DeSager. Hey, let's, <laughs> let's be nice. Those are our listeners you're talking yeah. about here. LeBron James and the Cavs are leading at Indiana, trying to tie up their first-round series at two games apiece. It's 42-31 Cavs with about eight minutes to go in the second quarter. James, seven of eight shooting from the floor, 15 points. Meanwhile, Kevin Love had two fouls in the first two minutes, so he's scoreless and hasn't gotten back on the court. In fact, Tristan Thompson got seven minutes off the bench in the first quarter. Right now, 42-33 Cavs leading second quarter on the road. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Washington tied its first round series two games apiece, beating top seed Toronto 106-98. Bradley Beal fouled out with 31 points. Milwaukee tied up Boston two games apiece, defeating the Celtics again 104-102 on a tip-in with five seconds left. San Antonio stayed alive beating Golden State 103 to 90. Looks like in the NHL playoffs two game six victories to close out first rounders. The Penguins did close out Philadelphia with an 8-5 win. That's four games to two pens. And with 10 minutes left Predators top seed overall up 5-0 at Colorado looking to take game six and that series. In the Sunday night ball game at Dodger Stadium Washington has a 2-0 lead over LA in the top of the fifth. Texas beat Seattle 7-4. The Mariners left 12 men on base. Boston actually lost again. David Price, a losing pitcher, gave up a three-run homer, bottom of the eighth to Chris Davis. Oakland 4-1 the final. Cubs beat Colorado 9-7. San Francisco a 4-2 win at the Angels. But Mike Trout with his ninth homer that leads the majors. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So Cavs, Pacers is currently underway uh, with uh, Cleveland holding on right now, as uh, Steve mentioned, to a lead uh, about halfway through the uh, second quarter. So uh, Cleveland looking to tie the series at two apiece. Can I can I just say this? Because I know you like to poke fun at me for my idea about the NFL ref- <laughs> or the NBA reformatting NBA, yeah. of the uh, of the NBA playoffs from going from seven four game series to three five seven seven. I will say this: these playoffs, this opening round has been pretty damn fantastic. And and even in the sweeps, doesn't this remind you, like you go all the way back, Heat 76ers, you're in South Florida. That series reminds me of 90s basketball. That's what we yeah. grew up with, man. Yeah. Like, that's, that, like you watch that game, and I could sit there and watch those two teams play for 21 games. I, I, yeah. I would not care less. And, and I think Philadelphia is clearly a better team. Hassan Whiteside is just irrelevant in that series, which is amazing to me. 
and you being down there know all the chaos surrounding Hassan Whiteside. But if you just watch some of these series, it's like a throwback to 20 years ago, the NBA that we grew up with. Intensity. I mean, th- that's what it is. It just it's has awesome. a different sense of intensity about uh, each series, and, and it feels more competitive. And I don't know if that's a byproduct of uh, just the, the parity that, that's in the NBA right now, even though I, cause I, I do feel like, you know, the East again, it has a lot more, uh, competition than what it did in years past. Now, maybe that's more of the Cavs taking a step back. I think so. And, and yeah, it, that's probably part of it. Um, or, or maybe just not playing their best with the group that they have, right? Maybe we're underselling this group considering that they did come in what halfway through the year together. And as much as we'd like them to be able to play at a championship level, I think we sometimes take for granted the fact that like, this is the best of the best in the world playing basketball. These guys still need time to develop and mesh. And as you kind of noted earlier, you know, if they go down, one, you know, down, what, 3-1? Yeah. I mean, these guys have never been there before. No. I mean, Le- LeBron's been there in a championship game, not the first round. I mean, you don't think he's going to second-guess himself saying, wait, I didn't lose a game, not a game, for the past, what, five or six years in the first round, and now all of a sudden I've lost two, and I could potentially be on my way out losing three and getting bounced in the first round, um, it, it would be dramatic for him to be able to have to like realize that. So you know, you're, you're looking at a team that I think is is still coming together. That being said, though, it's been awesome. It's been so much fun to watch. It's a blast. And, Thank God it's a seven-game series and not a three-game series. I'll, I'll leave it <laughs> one, one more time. One more time. You know, let's, let's, let's make sure that, uh, that the body's dead. Here we go. One, one more kick in the ribs, right? Let's just make sure that the body is, uh, is cold and dying on my, uh, my playoff format idea is dying on the table, and Brady continues to just uh, pick and prod at it. Well, it'd go bankrupt before anything else, considering right. uh, yeah, you're cutting out four additional potential games. Yeah, right? that, that, you know, that like league's you... concerned about money. Definitely concerned about oh, money. Oh, come yeah. on. While, don't, while Has- don't get while me Hassan, started on, like, While Hassan like, Whiteside which... turns into a Yeti making $100 million for no reason. Literally, which... you could you I... could put the, 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 <laughs> the Yeti from Harry and the Hendersons or the, the Jack Link's beef jerky Sasquatch out there. He'd do the same thing that Hassan Whiteside has done in that series. That guy's making $100 million, and you're crying about finances in that league. Let me uh, well, first off. It's like Bill Gates. I'm sure wouldn't mind you know making a little more money too, right? Just because they have money doesn't mean they don't want to make more money. <laughs> but let me t- let me let me give you the pulse of the Miami Heat fans, please. I and love how this. they feel about Hassan uh, Whiteside. <laughs> uh, they are irate. I mean, these people have turned on him so quickly. I mean, he came from the, the, this you know a developmental guy who earned his way into this this big money contract. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, they have turned their backs on him. And they look at him as a guy who plays without any sort of passion. It seems like he's careless, like he's just thrown in the towel because he's made the big money, he's, he's made the contract. And, and I think part of it is this, like, Eric Spolster is a good coach. Can, can we just admit that? Yes, like, no, he's the a fact good coach. That, yeah. I mean, l- look at this roster. Honestly, look at the roster and how, again, it's the East, but you know they're still making the playoffs. They're still able to be competitive. It has a lot to do with, with Spoles and his coaching staff. Um, and the fact that they're taking him out the end of the games, I mean, that's more of a product of where we're at in the NBA right now, is it not? Well, and I, I think it. Don't you think it's telling of of his skill set? Yes. And but, if he doesn't realize the fact that either a he can't match up, so they just can't have him in, or b he's in foul trouble, and that, that that's another reason of saying he can't match up, he can't hang with these guys and not get in foul trouble, so he can actually stay in the game, and maybe he has some sort of impact. It, the same thing happened to Roy Hibbert 
years ago. The same thing happened to Tristan Thompson a year ago to where the game sort of passes them by in the middle of their career. And you don't, you don't really, and it goes from Hassan Whiteside. This is not an exaggeration. Well, slightly an exaggeration, but Hassan Whiteside in a year and a half has gone from dominant defensive center who nobody wants to go inside on because they're going to get their shot blocked and the ball put back in their mouth to a wind puppet at a car dealership in a year and a half. <laughs> There's no point of him being there. They take him out of games. $100 million on the bench in the most important time. In no other sport would that make sense. There's no other sport where you would say, wow, that's pretty bad. The Cubs did Jason Hayward got like $180 million, and he turned into a platoon player in the World Series run a couple of years ago. it's That's embarrassing, man. So I don't know what the solution is, if that guy can work on his outside game, but if you can't shoot and you can't defend the perimeter, there's no place for you in the NBA anymore. No, and, and I think it's tough, too, from, from looking at the model of some of these teams and how they've had success, right? They have those rim protectors, but at the same time, um, those guys are able to stretch the floor. And, and one thing, too, that I think you have to be really good at if you are a rim protector and you can't stretch the floor and you can't shoot from the outside um, or, or even defend to some degree to the outside too, right? Because a lot of the high pick and rolls has kind of created that. Because as soon as you switch, now you put yourself in a disadvantage, even if you are you know, guarding a taller player who can kind of stretch the floor. But the other issue is you know, if you can't shoot free throws well, because that was partial, partially the issue with Shaq and other yeah. big men was they just went to the, you know, the, the hack-a-shack and they basically said, okay, we're going to trade possessions, and we're either going to get, we're either going to shoot a higher percentage of our shots from two or three, and we're just going to foul Shaq. Or we're going to foul one of your big men who can't seem to be able to shoot well from the free throw line, and they're going to go maybe 60 percent, and that's how we're going to win this game. And, and that's how that that strategy has been implied in, in a number of ways. And but for a guy like Hassan Whiteside, he just has, doesn't have enough refined game. I think if he was on, you know, maybe a, a different team um, that you know had a little bit more firepower on the outside. I think it's it's a little bit different in my opinion because if you've got a team that shoots lights out and can stretch the floor and all of a sudden it isolates you down low, it makes things a little bit easier on you to actually sh- prove your worth, the Heat just aren't that team. I mean, bottom line, they don't have those pieces uh, where I think he can ultimately play his best. But it's crazy to think now, instead of an offense being centered around him, now he you could make the case he's maybe one of the things holding it back. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right. Here's the situation. I have uh, just received word. Live Bet Jesus is floating somewhere in the skies above the studio. All right, so Live Bet Jesus is on a four-game winning streak. Four weeks in a row, he is hit on his bet. I have no idea what he's going to bet. Neither does Brady. We've never met the man or whatever he claims to be. But he will be here next on Fox Sports Radio to get you rich. Live Bet Jesus next here on FSR. Just ride Live Bet Jesus. (laughs) Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So Brady Quinn has got his explosive mock draft, the final edition coming up in uh, like 11 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Are you nervous at all? I mean, you got to, I mean, there's, look, I'm hearing rumblings about some trades and things like that. I I, I did not look at it. I want to be surprised, but uh, this is your final mock draft. You did, you did correctly predict uh, the trade that happened, that the Jets were going to be moving up in the draft, you said that well before it happened. So this is your yeah. final edition, your final explosive mock draft. Any nerves, anything at all? Yeah, a little bit, to be quite honest. I, I went out on a ledge. I've got some stuff in here that's crazy. I mean, honestly, and if, if you want to stick around and listen, I mean, this could actually play out. 
this is all legitimate. I've taken the time to kind of break down the compensation. It's not like something that's you know get gets thrown around a lot of times when people are like, oh, they're going to trade this pick for that pick. Well, look, it doesn't work out that easy. There has to be other picks associated, and there's a weighted scale that general managers use. I use that scale. I applied it. Um, so all these things you know, could come to fruition. It just comes down to whether or not uh, the teams decide to kind of pull the trigger. And it all starts with how the top of the draft goes. So I guess you'll have to wait and see if my first overall pick has changed. Now, let me ask you this. Do you find yourself, when you make these mock drafts, rooting for your mock draft to take place? Or are you a professional, and regardless of what happens, you're going to be able to give an honest evaluation no matter what? Yeah, honestly, no, I root for my mock draft. Okay, fair I, enough. I, I, I could care less. Yeah, okay. I could care less about being professional. I root for my <laughs> mock draft so I can come on this show and tell everyone that I was right once again. I already predicted the one trade. I'm predicting potentially, potentially a few more, but you got to oh, stick man. around. You got to wait for the 3.0, the final one, before this week's. 2018 NFL this, draft. This really is the best time of year in the NFL. I'm not kidding. Outside of the actual season, and look, a lot of the weeks during the season are garbage. All right, we're, gonna, we're not going to kiss anybody's ass here. A lot of what the NFL serves up each week, uh, shout out ESPN on Monday Night Football, a lot of it is crap, okay? They, just, they give you crap. But this is, a, this, this is combining the best of both worlds. If the NFL is the most popular sport and college football is the second most popular sport, it's the only time where both of those things collide. How could you not get excited about it? So when people say, oh, I can't believe you guys are talking draft. What do you want us to talk about? The the, the Predators <laughs> Nordiques game or whoever the hell's playing in, in that hockey series? Who cares? Well, it's a tremendous moment for the players involved too, right? I mean, you're watching people's lives change. Uh, for a lot of guys, they come from a bad background. And now they, they've got an opportunity to make money that, you know, their friends, people they're growing up with, maybe people in their family have never had the opportunity to make before. So that's kind of a, a cool, like, reality TV moment for me, just watching all of it. And the fact that it, it's the biggest sport. This is their journey. This is the beginning. Um, for a lot of people, you get to see kind of the emotions involved and, and where they end up going. And there's obviously, you know, some drama involved in the sense that, you know, for some of these head coaches and general managers, they make the wrong pick. Could be an end of their career, and that, and that with that, you know, given organization. Nobody f- with the Jesus. Oh, oh, oh yeah! <laughs> He's back, baby. <laughs> Lights are out. Uh, it doesn't really work this time of year as well because uh, it's still daylight out here. So uh, got to come up with. <laughs> Got to modify that bit of the segment. Uh, so the lights are still out in the studio, though, although I can see everything because it's still light out outside. And here comes a beaming light from the sky into the studio. Here's how this goes. we got a minute before the paper gets here. Live Bet Jesus is a character that appears on the show. He appeared uh, first off about a year and a half ago, and he just started making predictions. He would send a piece of paper down. He would call himself Live Bet Jesus, and he would make live bets on the air was kind of a rocky start to the year. Brady and I have never met him. I've never met him. We poked fun at him, mostly Brady. And all of a sudden, April hit, and he's undefeated. Live Bet Jesus has not lost in the month of April, so the piece of paper is floating down onto the desk. People from all over are waiting, waiting to hear what the hell Live Bet Jesus has got to say. I have the paper here on the desk. I will open it up so you know this is not a radio bit or something made up. Here you go. All right, I have the paper here. All right, here we go. It is on this day 
April the 22nd, 2018, that I live bet Jesus for the fifth consecutive week make you money, and I predict the Pacers plus nine and a half. How about that, Brady Quinn? The Indiana Pacers plus nine and a half. That from the lips and the mouth of Live Bet Jesus. How about that? There's a lot of things I question, but this pick, I like a lot. Oh, oof. Oh, I am so fired up right now. I am so fired up. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. I am standing up inside the studio right now. I have removed every single article of clothing from my torso (laughs) down to my ankles. I am wearing nothing except two embarrassing tattoos because I am that fired up and excited over Brady Quinn's explosive mock draft version 3.0. I can't wait, man. I, I I mean I can't I just can't wait for this. That doesn't explain why you're not wearing any clothes from the waist down. I get excited. <laughs> what I'm, do you sure do? I'm sure Bobo and Eric can uh, can can see how it, excited you are. There are certain things that like just trigger stuff. You know, like if you ever like you know they tell you that a smell will bring you back to a moment in your life early oh, yeah. on. Like that, yeah. so, and that's always like a weird thing. It's like it doesn't matter how long it's been. It'll take you back to that place. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's why cologne, perfume, yes. that's why it's so expensive. Of course, it's like, a, it's like a little mini time machine. Of course, this can be, and that's why. Okay, <laughs> so on on dovetailing off the term of triggers, all right, and you ask the question, why are all my clothes off in the studio right now? All right, you've got to understand. You're just when, inferior when you, when you combined when you combine the NFL, college football. The NFL draft, the word explosive and Brady Quinn all in one, clothes come off. That's the trigger. <laughs> That's just the way it's got to be. And I am not speaking alone on that regard. There are many people out there that are nodding their head going, oh, my husband doesn't see me nodding my head right now. But never mind all that. Brady, are you ready? Okay. Are, are you ready to go? Do you feel prepared? Do you think that you have had enough time to go over all this? Any second guessing going on? Are you, are you confident, as confident now in this one as you were on the last two that you did? I'm as confident as I'll ever be in this moment. Been hearing a lot of things, a lot of things swirling around the NFL world leading up to the draft. That's typically how uh, the, the days leading up to it kind of go. But I'm as confident as I'll ever be. Let, let's, let's get into it. All right. Let's do let, this. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen. Now it's time for Brady Quinn's explosive mock draft. Number one. At number one, the Cleveland Browns control the top of the draft. They need a quarterback, even with Tyrod Taylor. And I still believe that quarterback will be Sam Darnold from USC. And here's a little bit more logic to why I think this makes a ton of sense, besides the fact that I do feel like he is the best quarterback prospect in this year's draft. If the New York Giants, who sit at number two, are contemplating potentially taking Sam Darnold if he's there, don't you think that maybe... You should take him instead of taking someone like Josh Allen. Like, if, if they're basically saying, if Sam Darnold's there, we'll take him. But if Josh Allen's there, eh, we're going to take. We're gonna go with a different position. Don't you think that's kind of telling of something, Jonas? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I like that you're going against the grain because everybody's all in on Josh Allen at number one. 
I don't see it uh, only in the sense that I think he needs some time to sit and develop. I think Hugh Jackson's got to win now. He's only won one game the past two years. And if you draft a quarterback, number one overall, he is going to play. I don't care how good Tyrod Taylor plays. At some point, the coaches, the fans, everyone's going to be clamoring to see this young man. We saw it last year with Mitchell Trubisky, number two overall to the Chicago Bears. And even that still couldn't save their head coach's job. But you better believe the rookie quarterback is going to play. And I feel like Sam Darnold gives them the best chance to win football games and to be their quarterback for the long term. Number two. Trade alert. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Already in trade. Oh, my God. And then we've got a threesome. Or excuse me. A three-team trade. Who got into my phone? (laughs) We've got the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) Trading up from the number 12 spot with the New York Giants, number two. But in order to make this happen, they need a third party. They need the Colts. So this is how it's going to work out. These are the terms of the deal. The Bills will receive the New York Giants' number two pick. The New York Giants, they get the Colts' sixth pick overall. And then Buffalo's 22 which is obviously still in the first round, and then 65th pick, which is just getting into the third round of this year's draft. The Colts, mind you, will get the Bills, number 12 overall pick, the 53rd overall pick, and the 96th overall pick. And if you calculate that, it works out for all parties involved. And with the number two pick overall in this year's draft, the Bills take quarterback Josh Allen out of Wyoming number three (laughs) and a number three the New York Jets who we've already predicted traded up to get a quarterback who is going to be that quarterback I believe it's going to be Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma I think he's polarizing but this is a team who can't deny his accuracy and his playmaking ability, and maybe most importantly, his ability to elevate the play of everyone else out around him. I think he's a good fit for Jeremy Bates, their offensive coordinator's system, and I think he'd be a tremendous personality to have in the New York media market. Number four. At number four, the Cleveland Browns pick once again, but they've already got their quarterback. So how do they then impact their team best? Well, by providing some help to last year's number one overall pick in Miles Garrett. They get defensive end out of North Carolina State, Bradley Chubb. Now you've got a tandem rushing off the edges. Chubb on one side, Garrett on the other and you've got your quarterback in the backfield. And let's not forget, too, there's a lot of speculation they may take a running back. They've already signed Carlos Hyde. They've got Duke Johnson, who's been a fairly good back, and they still have a number of picks in the second round where I believe they can find a lot of value in the running back position. Number five. At number five, John Elway and the Denver Broncos have talked about trading up, trading down. I think they stay put. I think they believe at this point They can't get the quarterback they ultimately wanted to get. They made some calls. They tried to trade up. They couldn't make it happen. So they take the best overall player to help their team, and that's guard Quentin Nelson. You're saying, no, no, it's way too high to take a guard. Well, the Washington Redskins drafted Brendan Sheriff, number five overall out of Iowa. 
and he has done nothing but been to two Pro Bowls and two Pro Bowls in his first three years. I think Quentin Nelson will be a perennial Pro Bowler. I think he's going to help their run game. I think he's going to help their pass protection, and I think he's going to be a solid pick for the Denver Broncos and helping them be the team that they still think they can be. Number six, and remember, the number six pick it used to be the Colts, but with the three-team trade that we have, it now goes to the New York Giants. And still sitting on the board is running back Saquon Barkley out of Penn State. And that is where he falls to. Uh, Not a very far fall, but a good fit for an offense that could use his skill set, in particular catching the ball out of the backfield, and obviously the best overall prospect left on the board at this point. Number seven. Number seven, the Tampa Bay Bucks need help on defense, and they're going to find that in versatile, versatile defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick out of Alabama. He's played some cornerback. He's played some safety. He's also a returner, so he can play a number of spots, but this is a team that doesn't need much more help on offense. You could say the running back position, but Saquon Barkley's already off the board. They're going to have to wait to grab their running back in another round. Here, I think they get one of the top talents in Minka Fitzpatrick. Number eight. The Chicago Bears, a team that could have used Quentin Nelson, could have used Minka Fitzpatrick, but the best guy on the board at this point who I think can help elevate their team and give them what I believe they ultimately need on defense is cornerback Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. He's got the typical profile that you're looking for, the 4-3 speed, the physicality at the line of scrimmage, and also the football instincts and ball skills to get his hands on some footballs and and change the tide and momentum of games. I think Denzel Ward ends up being selected number eight by the Chicago Bears. Number nine. The San Francisco 49ers have been known to potentially trade. We saw it last year, moving from number two to number three in order to get the guy they were eyeing all along in Solomon Thomas. John Lynch has been picking up the phone. People have been calling, talking to him about trading up, but he's saying, no, 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 no. We let Eric Reed go in free agency. We need a safety, and we've got just that in Derwin James, the safety out of Florida State who may be one of the top overall prospects. And again, a guy who's six foot three, 215 pounds, and has the versatility to play in the box almost as a linebacker, to roll down in the slot and cover, and still play well in coverage. Number 10. Trade alert. Oh, trade my God. Alert. I got another one. There's another trade. Holy <laughs> F. Oh, my God. There is a team on the board, not in the top 10, that needs a quarterback, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. We already saw the Bills move up and make their move to get theirs. John Gruden, Reggie McKenzie with the Oakland Raiders are saying to themselves, wait, we got our quarterback. we got some edge rushers. We don't really value anything that's left. Why not get some more picks and trade back a little bit. So here are the terms of the deal. Arizona gets the number 10 overall pick in this year's draft. Oakland receives Arizona's number 15, as well as their number 79 and 97th pick. So it ends up making it a good deal for the Raiders. And they feel like they can find some of those gems like Reggie McKenzie's been able to do. And the Arizona Cardinals, with the number 10 pick overall in this year's draft select, quarterback josh rosen oh, out of ucla man. he fits what they're already modeling their offense after right now with sam bradford a quarterback who's accurate who's your prototypical pocket passer is smart knows where to go with the football but there's obviously injury concerns and that's why you bring in a guy like josh rosen who still has some injury concerns but at the same time fits 
the, the prototype and the model of what they've got currently at their quarterback position and should be able to transition into that job at some point in his career flawlessly. Uh, you know what? Can we get a round of applause? That was absolutely outstanding. I mean, come on, stand up. Everybody stand up and you pay your damn respects to Brady Quinn, a, a homeless guy across the street at the park bench waiting for that crummy bus to come by. Uh, you you stand up as well too, sir, if you can. Uh, that was outstanding. I, I have got so many follow-up questions on this. I have got questions about, first of all, I love the fact that you put in and, and actually did detailed work on the compensation for all these trades. Most people do trades, and they don't really give you the compensation, which is lazy. You went above and beyond. This is outstanding. Well, and again, I think people have to understand that it's not just about saying that trades and all that. It takes two to tango. And in one case, it took three teams in order to make that deal happen because the New York Giants, they might be sitting at number two overall and saying, I want to move back. They don't want to move back to number 12. So they had to find another party. They found it with the Colts. The Colts said to themselves, look, we've had four quarterbacks you know, taken. We're okay moving back and, and picking number 12 overall. Because of those four quarterbacks, we still look at the other positions, the other top prospects, we still see a lot of value there. So they're okay accumulating more picks for a roster that needs the help and you know, being able to help build this roster around their quarterback, Andrew Luck. All right, that guy over there is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Okay, so coming up next, there is a, there's a – I don't know if it's a rumor, but there's sort of a narrative surrounding one of the players that was taken in a controversial spot in Brady Quinn's mock draft. And Brady's going to tell you why it's bogus. Find out what we're talking about next year on FSR. Don't get your hopes up. Maybe you heard this bumper music earlier, and maybe you didn't. Who knows? Not us. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here at Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Oh, I am uh, I am spinning here from uh, Brady Quinn's explosive mock draft 3.0. So I want to get into that here uh, in just a minute because I do think it's important. Uh, there There is a, a narrative about a player in Brady's draft that needs to be discussed. We are going to get to that. I want to update you on a couple of things here. Live Bet Jesus appeared earlier in the show. Uh, he's very cocky, very confident lately on uh, on social media. He has a Twitter account, at Live Bet Jesus, and uh, he has pointed out, that he the bet he chose earlier was Pacers plus nine and a half. The Pacers were down trailing big uh, leading into halftime. And so he took the Pacers with a live bet at plus nine and a half. And right now it is a five point lead for the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, in the third quarter in that game uh, as Indiana holds on to a two one series lead in the playoffs. So. That's uh, that's the scenario. So he's uh, look, he's a wild man. He's out there uh, just firing away, Brady. I'll tell you, you want to call him a wild man, call him wild thing, call him wild, whatever you want. Uh, he's been dead on lately. Yes. Okay. He has been. Uh, there's a phrase called "dead eye dick," and and that is dead on accurate for how he has been with his predictions. And and I'm done second guessing him. <laughs> I am on team live bed Jesus. Uh, there, there's no other way to put it. I was skeptical. I thought he was getting cocky last week. He proved me wrong. Hold on. He, uh, <laughs> what, what happened? Okay, hold on, hold on. You're really going to throw that term out there and then just kind of roll right by it? You're going to stroll right by it's, it? It's then... a legitimate I understand. Term. People you, use that okay, all the time. Here is why I'm laughing, and I swear to you this is a true story. I do on my highly rated weekend overnight show, and what I mean by highly rated is uh, not rated at all. I do a segment called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star 
one of the pro wrestler names that I did recently was Dead Eye Dick. That was a guy's name, a pro wrestling name. I didn't know that that was an actual term that they use. Is that like yeah. a, a Midwest thing, Dead Eye Dick? No, you know, you know who used to say. Or is it? that like a two a.m. thing? Uh no, no. This is uh, this. This actually came from a coach, Jim Zorn, used to like say that as far as <laughs> being accurate, dead being like dick. dead on. And so I actually think it's just an older term or phrase that people used to use um, that has kind of gotten lost uh, in the wayside. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's a good one. I think we should start using that more on the show. It sounds well, very graphic. Here's, here's the thing. I mean, this is going to be a tight game. I, I love the pick because, I, look, I, I was kind of shocked that the, the Pacers were given that many points, um, to be quite honest with you. I, I, think, I think it's going to be a tight game. I wouldn't be shocked if the Pacers you know, can't pull this thing out. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, live bitch, he's just been hot. Yes, he he's been. The only way, that's the only way to put it. He's been smoking hot. Yes, he's been very hot. So we'll see how that game turns out. We will keep you updated throughout. I mean, between Brady and myself and Steve DeSager, who's the greatest national update anchor in the history of the universe, the history of the universe, uh, I mean, we, we like that's what we will do is keep you updated here on that game. Because it's not like we care whether or not Live Bet Jesus wins because I don't have a vested interest. It's not like he's linked up to my betting account or anything. So it just uh, we will keep you updated as to whether or not he goes 5-0. and oh, Five straight weeks for uh, Live Bet Jesus in the winner circle. That's right. And, yeah. and doesn't crush my hopes and dreams of having someone like Live Bet Jesus to look up to. You know, mm. again, I was skeptical. I'm a cynic by nature. But, you know, now with the hot streak he's been on, I'm on the bandwagon. Mm. You know, I'm here. Uh, but I will jump off at a heartbeat if it loses tonight. Okay, that's good. It's good to have uh, friends like you, man. That's good. I mean, it's good that he hey, has. At least like I'm upfront about it. Yeah. Okay, at least I'm upfront. <laughs> I'm on the wagon, but I will I will jump off in a heartbeat if he loses tonight. All right. Uh, also, we do need to point out we are going to play headline or lie coming up in about five minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. It is the hottest game show anywhere on the radio on Sunday nights. All right, and it is fast approaching the hottest game show in the history of sports talk radio. Headline or lie, Brady and I will read you headlines. You have to tell us whether or not they're actual headlines or whether or not we completely made them up. You will team up with Brady or myself to go head-to-head here on Fox Sports Radio. So you want to showcase your talents. If you want to showcase your drunken skills on national radio on a Sunday night, 877-99 on Fox is the number to call. 877-996-6369. Headline or lie, Five minutes from now, we have a thousand phone lines, but we can only take two, and they usually fill up right away. I'm telling you, it's not like there's a bunch of open lines or anything like that. They usually all <laughs> fill up right away here on uh, Sunday nights on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so Brady, um, Baker Mayfield, because we're gonna and there's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, next I want to get more into your your mock draft later on because I have other questions. But you had your mock draft a little bit ago. You've got Baker Mayfield going to the Jets at three. And I'm hearing more and more that the Jets do like Mayfield at that spot, that they're not as concerned. What is the false narrative that you have heard that you totally disagree with when it comes to Baker Mayfield and landing with the Jets at three? The misconception is that because of Baker Mayfield's antics on the sidelines or what's happened off the field in the offseason for him, uh, getting in trouble, getting what a public um, intoxication, you know, getting arrested – People think that he can't handle a big city. He can't handle the bright lights, okay? Um, that, that couldn't be anything further from the truth, and this is why. For starters, for guys who are in his position, you know, playing for a national championship, winning the Heisman Trophy, especially as good as he's been since he got to Oklahoma, he's been accustomed to the spotlight. 
And you might say, well, you know, Oklahoma, I mean, Norman, Oklahoma, that's not a very big media market. Well, OKC isn't that small. Uh, it's not obviously New York, but he's received a lot of national attention. You know, everywhere he goes, he's very recognizable. He's been that way for quite some time because, you know, he first stepped on the college scene at Texas Tech and won the big, you know, Big 12 uh, freshman newcomer or player of the year uh, as, as a freshman. And then you see what he did once he got to Oklahoma and he did nothing but win Big 12 championships. So if that's the case, uh, he's dealt with all of that. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll kind of go back to my time playing at Notre Dame. You know, I felt very much prepared for the media requirements and the pressure and the bright lights and all of that when I got drafted in the NFL and just being a part of it uh, because you were prepared because of the success that you had had. And I think he's in a very, very similar boat in regards to all the preparation that he's had at Oklahoma uh, preparing for this sort of moment because of how well he's played. The other thing is, you know, people think that, like, the New York Jets is like based somewhere down in Manhattan, like in the meatpacking district, and he's going to be you know going to meetings and then going right next door to a club. <laughs> All right, Florham Park, it, with traffic, it can be an hour, hour and a half at times to be able to get to New York City. So think about that. <laughs> it is true. I didn't even you, think about that. You it think is as true. tired, both mentally and physically, that you're going to want to jump into a car, drive for an hour, hour and a half, you know, one way, just to try to go out party and come back. You have so many things on your plate. Believe me, if you even do that, everyone's going to recognize it. I don't think he wants to try to operate that way, uh, especially considering you never really heard anything really about him in Oklahoma. I mean, the first time he got popped, he was on a different college campus. Uh, so I, I can't see him really wanting to do that, especially with so many concerns you know, already you know, based around him. And the other thing is, you know, if he does go to the Jets, who's currently on their quarterback roster that can mentor him? Josh McCown. And, and I just I don't think that if they make that selection, if he is the number three overall pick, I can't imagine that Josh McCown isn't going to have a big impact on him. I mean, heck, even Johnny Menzel for you know whatever it's worth, you know, did kind of acknowledge the fact that Josh McCown helped him along. Now it didn't really work out for him, but he helped him along a lot and it was drastically different compared to the first year when he didn't have Josh McCown. It, so I think all those things bode well for him if he does go to the New York Jets. Can I say something? Jo- at what point, when is Josh McCown going to get a Nobel Peace Prize? When's that going to happen? You realize Josh McCown is the only human being alive who gets along with both Jay Cutler and Johnny Manziel? Has that ever been done? <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's like he, he was at Jay Cutler's retirement party. They're like good friends. They're really well, good for, friends. First off, you're kind of giving Jay Cutler a bad rap. No, okay. I for you know that I am yeah. I am a full fledged Jay Cutler supporter. I, I he is welcomed on this show anytime he wants. I think he's fantastic. I love the idea that somebody will recognize him while he's using a urinal and he turns around when they're about to introduce themselves and just goes, Don't care. I love that. <laughs> I, I love the brazen attitude. I'm all about it. Good for him. That's not the place to be having a conversation to first meet somebody. But Josh McCown. Gets, does he just get along with everybody? Is he the most well-liked player in the league? Yeah, because he's the type of guy that is always thinking of others first. I mean, I've only been around him a little bit just in passing, and even from that, you can tell he's very much invested in the conversation that you're having with him, how he can help you. Um, it just it goes to show you, you know, his career hasn't been the best. He's had flashes of brilliance, right? His time with the Chicago Bears, which landed him the big contract in Tampa, which didn't work out. Um, but, you know, people don't understand, like, what that team was going through at that point in time. 
you know, Jeff Tedford had had an issue where he was going to be the offensive coordinator. All of a sudden, right before the season, he couldn't. And so he didn't leave them high and dry. But, you know, basically you're talking about, um, you know, a guy who, you know, had to take over who had no play calling experience. And Josh McCown helped that thing go. He helped make it possible. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. I want to let you know we are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. We will play headline or lie coming up next. This is going to be a complete and total disaster because it is every single week, but it's kind of funny and entertaining and a bit raunchy, and we may all get fired. That's coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, including an update on the huge game in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. Steve DeSager. Cavs trying to tie up the first-round series two games apiece and holding on to a lead late third quarter at Indiana, 80-74, to two minutes left in the third. LeBron James, 24 points tonight, one point in the third quarter, but they are holding on to the lead. Kevin Love had two early fouls. He has just five points. Updated score, 80-76, to Cleveland under two minutes to go in the third. Washington tied up its first round series at two games apiece, beating top seed Toronto 106-98. Milwaukee's tied two games apiece after beating Boston again 104-102 on a late tip-in. San Antonio stayed alive after defeating Golden State 103-90. NHL, two games, road wins for Nashville and Pittsburgh. They each advanced to round number two. At Dodger Stadium, L.A. scored three times in the bottom of the sixth. It's now 3-3 against Washington, top of the seventh inning. Texas beat Seattle 7-4. The Mariners left 12 men on base. San Francisco got a 4-2 win at the Angels. Mike Trout did hit his ninth homer. That leads the majors. Cubs won 9-7 at Colorado. Javier Baez of the Cubbies, a homer and three RBIs. Rockies outfielder Carlos Gonzalez went on the disabled list with a bad hamstring. And it was Oakland over Boston again after no hitting them last night. They beat David Price with a three-run homer bottom of the eighth today. 4-1 the final. Chris Davis of the A's drove in all four runs in this game. The win to closer Blake Trinan. Arizona, 4-2 winner against San Diego. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I don't care what you think. I wasn't running in from the other room. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are nuts. You sound a little out of breath. No. You guys are nuts. <laughs> Please. Running in from the other room because the printer didn't work again. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. All right. Um... <laughs> It is time here, though, that we get into this because uh, as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. It's time for this. News. Turn on the news. Is it a headline or is it a lie? Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn. We play this game every single week. It is a competition between Brady Quinn and myself, but we need partners. We need teammates, and that's when we reach out to the country, to the world, to chime in, and so we will do that again here now. So let's find two participants. We will we will explain the rules after we find out who's going to be teaming up with us here. So let's go out to, um, you know, let's go to Justin, who's in Amherst, listening on Fox Sports Radio. Justin, what's happening? Uh, what's going on, fellas? Y'all doing all right? Yeah, yeah we're good, man. Uh, hey, where the hell's Amherst? Uh, it's like Central Virginia, man. It's in the middle of nowhere. So all right, that's, that's about the best I can explain. Hey, that's all good, man. Uh, but we will, we will, we'll take what we can get at this point. All right, yeah, so well. <laughs> all right, so Justin is with us. Justin, you can you have first choice here. You can choose either Brady Quinn or myself to partner up with here. 
Brady, I love you, but give me Knox, baby. Let's go Knox. Yeah. He wants Knox. Yeah. He wants, he wants those Knox. Double middle fingers for yeah. Brady Quinn and a crotch <laughs> chop to boot. Uh, so here Let's we go. go Knox. Yeah, I have uh, I have got my partner. So it is uh, Justin and me here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's find out who's going to team up with Brady Quinn. Let's go all the way to line number 942 mm. here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's go out uh, and let's say hello to Pete who is in Victoria, Texas. Pete, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? I just want to say, Brady, I'm a huge fan. I saw you play in the 2006 Sugar Bowl uh, in the Superdome. So, uh, you know, we were in the same building once before. Wow, and now we're that on the same team. did not go well for us, but hey. I appreciate the support. Well, where's Victoria, Texas? Hey, let me tell you something. I know a little bit something about Victoria, Texas, and I'm not kidding here. What famous professional wrestler, and don't answer oh, this, Pete. Don't answer this, Pete. Famous oh, yeah. professional wrestlers from Victoria, Texas. Andre the Giant? No. I don't know. No, that, no, he's Bartolo Colon. I believe he's from, like, Venezuela. <laughs> um, or quarterback of the Colts. Uh, yeah. Uh, come on, Brady. You think about it. Modern, like a sort of a modern era wrestler. I don't follow think, pro think, wrestling think at middle, all. Think middle fingers. Middle oh. fingers? Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's from okay. Victoria, Texas. All right. All right. And that's yeah. the bottom line. Also, Doug Drabeck oh, wow. from Victoria, yeah, Texas as well. Doug, yeah, I was going to say Doug Drabeck, too. We're on a sports radio show. I knew Doug Drabeck's from there, clearly. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. What is Victoria, Texas near? Who? Uh, Houston. We're about two hours southwest of Houston, Texas, home of the Houston Astros, 2017 world champion yeah. Houston Astros. We're 16-7 <laughs> and seven right now. I, I and, and you know what? If I'm not mistaken, I believe Victoria is about two and a half hours outside of Houston. Is that correct? That's correct. Right. Anybody else seen anything about Texas? Uh, you just let me know here. I'll be here until uh, midnight Eastern time. All right. Okay. So here's the rules, guys. So we've got Pete and Victoria uh, teaming up with Brady. Justin is my partner uh, in Amherst. He says in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. It's probably an Amish country. That's fine. We'll take whatever we can get, as I said before. So here we go. Brady and I have a set of headlines here. We are going to read one to the other guy's partner. All right, so I'm going to read to Pete. Brady's going to read to Justin. You have to tell us whether or not it's a headline or a line. We totally made it up. If we're tied at the end of this, we go to sudden death overtime. Easy enough? Sounds good. Yeah, let's All right. go. So, Pete, are you ready? I'm going to start with you. You ready for this? I'm ready. Right, here we go. Headline or lie? A 29-year-old woman in Louisiana was arrested after she broke into a home this week and was found by the owner taking a bath and eating Cheetos. <laughs> I'm going to go headline. That that sounds like my aunt in Baton Rouge. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say headline. Yeah, all right. Very, I, well yeah, done. He had intel. I didn't know he had inside information as to yeah, what the uh, I mean, uh, oh, no. So good for you. All right. All right, Justin, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. All right, headline or lie? Cavs guard George Hill misses game four after having allergic reaction to team matching suits, ta- uh, tailored suits, excuse me, paid for by LeBron James. Oh, that's a lie. Ooh, yeah, there we go. What a respond back they there, did, They did once again wear team matching tailored suits. Like, I do not understand this. It's very bizarre. I, I don't. It's so weird. Although, I mean... Let's be honest here. We also both wore Uggs one show, so they weren't matching. <laughs> uh, they were not matching. Yeah, that, that would have been even worse. We wouldn't have been back the next week. Uh, all right, if they match. All right, so uh, here we go. Next up for Pete in Texas here on Fox Sports Radio here on Headliner Lie. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn with you here. Are you ready, Pete? I'm ready. All right, Headliner Lie, and listen to the entire thing before you take your guess. All right, Headliner Lie. Former NFL linebacker A.J. Hawk was kicked out of 
Fado Irish Pub in Columbus, Ohio recently after an altercation with his brother-in-law over who could curl the most bar stools. I got to go lie. Uh, no one's kicking A.J. Hawk out of any bar in Columbus. I got to go lie. Damn. That's a great call. And by the way, just for the record, Jonas, we don't go there, all right? We don't go there. If we're going to an Irish bar, all right, we go to the Brazen Head. That's in Dublin. That's that's where we'd go. That's the local you know, watering hole, right. if you will. Look, I just, I mean, I, I've just... Get your facts straight, okay. right? You, you <laughs> no, know what? You, you know. just, just, we'll just wait until right. this one plays out. Okay. All right, Justin, you ready, man? Yeah, let's go. All right, here we go. Headline or lie? Florida woman marries a 100-year-old tree, hoping to save it. Yeah, I'm going to go headline. There's some crazy people in Florida. Yeah, hold on. That's a real story? It's a real story. And it, yeah, of course, exists in Florida. What the? Married a tree? That's, that's, that's By the way, they just called a travel in the uh, Cleveland Pacers game. Well, that's good for the radio audience. Well, no, I just, it, it's, when do you ever hear of a travel being called? <laughs> ever <laughs> in the NBA. Um, all right, so here, here we go. So headline or lies. So, uh, so now we're all tied up here, right? So it's tied to a piece. So we've got our – and you guys seem sober, which is a rarity on this segment. Trust me, especially the last couple yeah, of Yeah, it actually would help if you, had, if you had a few drinks. Yeah. So uh, all right, so, Peter, you ready here on headline or lie? Oh, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Headline or lie. Milwaukee Bucks guard Matthew Delavadova was involved in an altercation at a restaurant near the arena earlier today after a patron was convinced he played the alien <laughs> off the so 1980s <laughs> movie Mac and Me. You know, that's that sounds too real to, to be made up. I'm going to go headline. Oh, yeah! How about <laughs> when, that? When it's a paragraph, hey, just say it live. Who, okay? who on the show here remembers the movie Mac and Me? Anybody out there? <laughs> Steve DeSager's a movie guy. DeSager, you remember Mac and Me? Oh, man. Oh, God, I'm telling you, Delvadova <laughs> looks like that <laughs> guy with the long arms. As soon as I Deli's name, I was like, this cannot be good. <laughs> you imagine? He did make a hell of a play earlier in today's game versus the Celtics. Do you see like that? the alien off Mac and Me. Okay, no one uh, saw it. He did I, make a hell of a play. Yeah, I did, so. but nah, you don't care. Cares about you it. don't care. All right, Justin, you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Headline or lie? That was so ridiculous. <laughs> um, teen survives twelve hours lost in LA's sewer system. That's a lie. Ah. Oh. Damn. Only in LA, kids are just hanging out in sewers. That was we, we could have hey, we could have taken control there, Justin. That was that, that was a hurtful. That was by the way, that was Jonas like 14 years ago. It's 14 years ago. Yeah, try try a week and a half. Oh, ago. come on, let's just try it. All right, here we go. All right, now come on. Hey, you know, just relax. All right, let's uh, everybody just calm down here. We're doing trying to be professional. All right, so here we go. Pete in Texas here on Headliner Lie. Brady Quinn's partner. Pete, Headliner Lie. A man in Georgia was arrested this weekend after he was caught on surveillance trying to rob a video game store while wearing plastic water bottle packaging as a disguise. Well, it's Georgia. I, you know, I gotta go headline. I gotta go headline on this one. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. Crazy things happen in the South, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Crazy. <Trust> me. <laughs> All right, Justin, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, headline or lie? Judge stole his former intern's soiled underwear, police say. I mean, you're not giving me where it's at, so I'm not. <laughs> let's go headline. 
Oh, way to work through it there. Yeah, very difficult. Brady, kind of a kind of a cheating move there by Brady. A little secret yeah. cheating done by Brady what Quinn. How is that secret cheating? Well, you know, we'll we'll talk about it. I mean, you know, it might be kind of late in the segment. Can't really get into that. All right, oh, here we go. Headliner lie <laughs> on uh, Fox Sports Radio. All right, Pete, you up? You good for this? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Police in Largo, Florida, are in some hot water after they attempted to use a dead man's finger to unlock his phone. I'm gonna go lie. Yeah, that's a true story, man. That's a true story. Come on. All right, Justin. Come on, man. Real. Justin, come on. Seriously, you let, let's get this done, all right? Now, for two reasons. One, because I want to win, and two, because we got to go to break. So let's go, Justin. Come on. All right, let's, let's just go ahead and win this right here. Let's all right, go. let's go. All right, here we go, Justin. Headline or lie? The band Dishevel will be having their reunion tour in the summer of 2018, kicking off at the Thousand Oaks Civics Art Plaza. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, F you, Brady. Crotch chops all around. Uh, all right, thanks, guys, for playing. Uh, we appreciate it. And, um, man, by <laughs> the way. Really, why is that the biggest lie I've ever uh, heard? You know what? We actually Okay, I have a story. I'll tell you after the break because it's not actually that big of a lie. That guy's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. More on that and Brady's controversial mock draft next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. So we've got a developing situation in the world of sports. We will get to that here in just a minute on FSR. We do have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Brady Quinn, since you are the voice, the heartbeat of Cavalier fans everywhere, and uh, their cat, what's their catchphrase? Uh, whatever it takes. Burn it down or, or uh, what? It, yeah, what no. whatever it takes. Uh, right. Whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah, whatever it takes. You're thinking of one of Dishevel's uh, songs, by the way. I, I was curious. Is hey. there not a reunion tour coming this summer? Absolutely not. Not at the Thousand Oaks. You, uh, what, Civics? The Civics Arts Plaza. Arts, uh, That's Plaza. good. Yeah, by I mean. the way, here's what's great about the Civics Arts Plaza in Thousand Oaks. It's a beautiful area. Yeah. And right across from there is Mastro's Steakhouse. Ooh, and I, I love Mastro's. So good. Yeah, Who Mastro's is great. And it's just the whole ambiance. You go in there and yeah. it's just so nice. The service is great. Yeah. And so it's beautiful. You got this nice green area. There's a Gardens of the World right right across the street and next door to Mastro's mm. where you can see yeah. all these all these uh flowers and, and trees and, and stuff that they bring in from all over the world to kind of showcase. It's beautiful. And then two doors away from that right next to Mastro's is a Pep Boys. And it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> it doesn't belong there. There's no point in being there. So when the valet guys for Mastro's are trying to park cars, they're trying to sneak them underneath the guard, <laughs> underneath the chain that covers up the Pep Boys next door. It's very bizarre. Doesn't make I, I, a lot I, of would, sense. I would think that maybe there's like some concern that Pep Boys all of a sudden is going to start doing work on one of these cars. Yeah. They're going to think it's like one uh, of the true. next cars in line. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like, whose Hummer is this? I don't know. Probably <laughs> nobody in your store. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's that is the update on what goes on at uh, at Thousand Oaks near the Civic Arts Plaza. Uh, we've, we've got a developing situation here. More important than Pep Boys. And that is the Cleveland Cavaliers who are trailing the Indiana Pacers, the Cavs were up by double digits to end the first half, and now they find themselves down 92-91 to the Pacers, under five minutes to go in this game. Brady, would you call this a must-win situation for the Cleveland Cavaliers, being the heartbeat of Cav fans everywhere? Well, not a must-win, right, because uh, it'd only make them down 3-1, right? It wouldn't eliminate them. But, yeah, I think it's pretty big in the context of they need some momentum going back to Cleveland. 
And uh, right now, I'll just say this. I like where they're at because the way LeBron's playing, he's been aggressive. He's taken it to the hole. He's kind of just said the hell with everyone else. If I'm going to lose this game, it's going to be on my watch, and I'm the one taking the shots. Um, So hopefully he continues that because there's times when all of a sudden he kind of makes that pass where you're thinking, dude, come on. Like, this is on you. This is on your back. Just go ahead and take all the shots. We don't care if you're selfish in this moment. That's what we want you to do. LeBron James. Does he look tired? There's, he looks gassed, there, 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 there looks. There's times where you look at him and it's like, man, I wonder if he's thinking to himself, God, I should have sat out like five or eight games during the regular season. Well, like, I really wanted is, to play every game, but man. They don't have a ton of depth. No. And so it's not like he can afford to not be on the court because they don't have that Batman and Robin or the Avengers where they've got a number of all-stars that can really go in and, and kind of hold it down until he gets his, his you know rest and comes back in. They don't have that luxury, so he's got to be out there playing a ton of minutes. Uh, all right, so we've got another hour to play with here on Fox Sports Radio, and we're going to start out the hour doing something that I don't think has ever been done in the history of sports radio. Yeah. All right, this is the most difficult thing I've ever had to do in the history of my career, and I'm not embellishing when I say that. Uh, it, is, it, it was really difficult. But it, it, if, if mine's explosive, what is yours? <sighs> I, can't, I can't even say it. All right, because if I say it, my knees are going to buckle. I don't, I, just, I don't even want to go there. Right? I, I don't want. I don't want to go there. All I can say okay. is, if you want to be a part of radio history, keep it here on Fox Sports Radio. That's next. So we're going to make a little bit of sports radio history here coming up in just a minute. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. The big story going on in the world of sports is what is happening in Indianapolis, where the Pacers. Had a slim lead over the Cavs late in the fourth quarter. Now the Cavs on uh, on the back of two back-to-back three-point yeah, shots by Kyle yeah. Korver. <laughs> have now, uh, the Cavs have now extended the lead to six points. Just like that, the lead is at six under two minutes to go. Cleveland uh, leading Indiana. And why is that so important with uh, 150 or a little bit more left in, the, in this game? Because uh, our friend Live Bet Jesus has what I feel like was a lock yeah. when he made that bet. Looked like it. Pacers plus nine and a half. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, Cleveland's got to – they still have to put some points on the board, and the Pacers have to start fouling, and they got to start hitting some three-point shots. What That's a, what needs to happen. Hey, but what a gag job by the Pacers. This is – I mean, this well, is Well, the, the difference is they just haven't hit any shots down the stretch, and Corver, all of a sudden, the Ashton Kutcher lookalike has just uh, – he's got in fuego, man. I mean, I, I don't think looks really matter in this in this situation. We're uh, talking playoff to, basketball. To Bree or intern, they let, do. Let me let me tell. Yeah, oh, of course. And and trust me, I've never heard Kyle Korver's name yelled louder than when he hit a three point shot and Bree just screamed at the top of her lungs. Korver, and it's like, <laughs> what the hell happened? What, what did he? Did somebody like? Did is there an injury? What what happened? No, he just hit a three. You know, like he's paid to do. But uh, look, I mean, again, that's the like me trying to break down the NBA playoffs and Brady taking it into a who looks like who situation. That's just you going back to your Hollister days. And I don't think that helps anybody here during the show. Man, have they closed down all those stores yet? I I mean, I, I mean, don't want pre- to take that. You know what? When, when I heard the Kardashians were like closing down all their like dash, dash. stores, whatever. Yeah. I was like, look. If those people are calling it quits on that, I mean, because they sell everything. Yeah. I mean, they're I they sell everything. Those Anything people. that can be sold, they sell it. Yeah, those if they're people. closing down those stores, then mm. those ooh. those people, huh, Brady? Racist, the unbelievable. Kar- the Kardashians, yeah, I, unbelievable. You can't refer to them as the 
the, those people, the Kardashians? I think that you were racist against wealthy people racist. is what I think. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I don't think that's very fair. And look, I think that'd be before. <laughs> that was Brady moments before the show. <laughs> I, this is straight so far away from anywhere that we should be. But Well, but it all ties together because Tristan Thompson, part of the Cavs, you know, he was, uh, oh, you know, they were... Uh, they were playing Find the Joystick in a club. There's some allegations. There's some allegations. They're at a hookah bar. And, uh, Wait, he she, was giving a woman mouth-to-mouth. She, it looked like, at least. Yeah, and right. uh, she started Ship playing. <laughs> she started, uh, you know, uh, shuffling his cards um, like yeah. they were in a casino. Playing pocket yeah, very, Yeah, very, very uncomfortable. Like, Searching I, I, for his car keys. Yeah, I, I haven't seen movement like that since that charge. Trying to find charge. a pack of gum. Yeah, something There's like just that. Just a fun way to get yeah. it. Hey, go that's enough. All right. So we will keep you updated on that, but I promise you sports radio history, right? You know, most people, when they do these mock drafts, that guy's Brady Quinn. He did a mock draft earlier. We're going to get back into that here uh, during the remainder of the show. He did his mock draft. He did the first 10. Always, always interesting. Always fun to talk about and go back and forth. But how many people on national radio have actually spent the time to put in the bottom 10, right? I'm not talking about picks one through 10, I'm talking about picks 247 through 256, <laughs> all right? You want to really earn your money? You want to really work for something here on national radio? Step up to the plate if you got the balls. One man has done it, and that man is me. And now, no, no, hey, no, and now no, no. it's time for Jonas Knox's no, 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 no. Nowhere Close to Being Explosive Mock Draft. One, three, two, one. At number 247, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. It's been a big offseason in Jacksonville. They've installed a dog park in the stadium. So that ought to tell you that they could use a little bit of something, even in the seventh round, to kind of spice things up offensively there in Jacksonville. And with that, the Jacksonville Jaguars at pick number 247 will take wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling out of South Florida. Listen, at this point of the draft, these guys need a lot of coaching, all right? There's a lot of teaching that needs to be going on here, all right? But you know what you can't teach, Brady? You can't teach 6-5-205. That's Marquez Valdez Scantling, an in-state guy who transferred from NC State. Jacksonville could use talent on the outside. I think they find some depth with this pick. Plus, got a pretty cool name Marquez Valdez Scantling it sounds like somebody I would run into at one of my uh one of my in-laws parties so yeah. with that being said I, I like the pick of uh Scant uh Valdez Scantling whatever the hell his name is at uh, 247 everybody loves a hyphen hyphen uh, yep. come on Brady we're trying to do a mock draft here pal okay. all right yeah, we're, like you you let me uh, look all right can we get the pick again sir Mr. Commissioner Goodell I don't even know if you uh you choose <laughs> at that point but uh Number we... 248 all right here we go the Seattle Seahawks Safety, Terrell Edmonds out of Virginia Tech. Look, the Seahawks have taken a skill position player three of the last four years with the seventh-round pick. I think they get back to what they do best in the draft. They find sleepers in the secondary late. They've got a history of doing it, hence the Legion of Boom. Edmonds is a raw talent but does have athleticism to have an impact. If he can stay healthy... 
if he can stay healthy, he could have that impact. He's a junior, all right? I, had he stayed another year, he'd probably be a, a day two pick at worst. But I think he finds himself a fortunate situation with Pete Carroll in Seattle. Number 249. Trade alert. Trade alert. Ooh, baby. All right, here we go, Brady. A wise man once told me, and whether or not that wise man happens to be on the show with me tonight, but a wise man once told me not that long ago that, quote, seventh round picks are like pennies. Who has them anymore? With that being said, the Cincinnati Bengals have three seventh round picks this year, and I think they do the trade with the Oakland Raiders, who has got four sixth round picks. I think Cincinnati wants to move up in the draft. After they trade back into the seventh round, I like the Oakland Raiders at number 249 to take. Running back Jeff Wilson out of North Texas, the pride of the mean green. I don't even know if that's accurate. I'm just bragging that I know what their nickname is. At this point, you go with what you know best, all right? John Gruden knows offense best. What separates Wilson here, he's got a couple of more tools in the toolbox. He's a small back, but he's got good speed, and he saw a steady increase in production every single season at North Texas. He also was utilized out of the backfield at North Texas as a pass catcher and did some kick returning as well. That and his durability give him the edge in this spot. Number 250. The Philadelphia Eagles. Select defensive tackle Julian Taylor out of Temple. The last eight seventh-round picks by the Philadelphia Eagles have all been on defense. And if there's one thing they value the most in Philly, it's the defensive line and having depth at all times. Julian Taylor is a local product. He was born and raised in Pennsylvania. He dealt with some injuries throughout the course of his career at Temple. When he's healthy, when he's healthy, he made plays his senior year. And at this spot, I think he's worth a look for the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 251. Trade alert. Trade alert. Trade alert. Ooh, somebody else has got multiple trades in their bottom 10, Brady. You ready for this? The L.A. Chargers trade at this spot with the San Francisco 49ers. All right, I think the Chargers spot a falling player at the top of the fifth round. I think they package together three picks to move up in the fifth with the 49ers. And with pick number 251, the San Francisco 49ers take defensive end Anthony Winbush out of Ball State. He was an underside defensive end in college and was actually working out with linebackers at the Combine. He is all about effort. He'll drop in the draft because of his size and not being the greatest athlete in the world. But his effort, his instincts, it's all going to be worth a pick by the 49ers here in the seventh. Side note, I have no idea if Anthony Wimbush has good instincts. Have no clue whatsoever. <laughs> it just sounded better with my evaluation, so I threw it in there to see if anybody would notice. So, I mean, if you want to be honest, that's called being honest. Number 252. The Cincinnati Bengals. Look who's got a pick. They traded away their earlier pick, but here they are at 252. And with pick number 252, I think the Cincinnati Bengals select linebacker Keyshawn Bieria out of Washington. I probably butchered his name. But who cares? The guy who's going to make the announcement is going to butcher it anyways, and it's a seventh-round pick. The Bengals have two picks here, all right, back-to-back picks. I think they go best available on defense first. Bieria, or whatever the hell his name is, that guy, was named second-team All-Pac-12 his final two seasons at Washington. While he seemed to regress statistically in his final year, the best game of the season came in the Fiesta Bowl against Penn State. I think the Bengals give him a peek here. Number 253. 
the Cincinnati Bengals again. And who do they go with? I think Brady's familiar with this gentleman. Wide receiver Braxton Berrios out of Miami. You familiar with Braxton Berrios there, Brady? Of course. Yeah. Local product there in South Florida. Great little slot wide receiver. Yeah. He was the heart and soul of the Miami Hurricanes team who started out 10-0 and last season. They got to as high as number two in the country. Berrios is small, as Brady pointed out. He's good, but not a great athlete. He led Miami in receptions and touchdowns. He's a gutsy receiver, not afraid to go over the middle to make a grab. He'll be a guy who will get signed almost immediately as camp as a camp body after the draft. I think the Bengals take him here. Plus, this is right about the place where another slot wide receiver years ago got drafted and had a decent career. My friend, when he actually returns my text messages, and Brady's former teammate, David Anderson. So I like Braxton Berrios at number 253 for the Bengals. Number 254. Cornerback to the Arizona Cardinals. Cornerback Jalen Dunlap out of Illinois. Brady, what is Steve Wilkes, the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, known for? What's his specialty? He, he's known for coaching the secondary, yeah. in particular those cornerbacks. Yeah, and, and he was a defensive coordinator in Carolina last season. And most of his most of his career, most of his career, he has spent, as Brady pointed out, coaching defensive backs, including at Notre Dame. Were you with Were you with him at Notre Dame when he was there on that staff? I was yeah. for one year with him. Yeah. yeah, you know where else he coached in the NFL? He also coached in the NFL with the Chicago Bears under a guy by the name of Lovey Smith. Brady, um, who is the head coach at Illinois right now? Lovey Smith. Hmm, are you connecting the dots like I am? There's a connection oh, there. He's got baby. some inside info. I think Steve Wilkes gives his old buddy Lovey Smith a call at this spot, and he says, hey, man, what about uh, that senior Jalen Dunlap? He's got no shot at making the team, but what do you say? I mean, do we do something here? And I think Steve Wilkes makes a dream come true based on the recommendation from his former coach, Lovey Smith, and I think the Cardinals take Jalen Dunlop here in this spot. Number 255. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 255. Select fullback Donnie Ernstberger out of Western Michigan. <laughs> Don't worry, I had never heard of him either up until about three hours ago. I have no idea who this guy is. But let me let me point something out to you, and the reason I made this pick, Brady, all right? You know the you know the Buccaneers have taken a fullback with their final pick two of the last three years. Right? <laughs> Why not make it three uh, okay. in a row, right? That's not called a fluke. That's not called a trend. That's not even called a pattern. That's called a fetish. A full-blown fetish. Like Rex Ryan's foot fetish. Like many of you out there have fetishes. They're on that le- weird little search window that you hide from anybody when they come over to look at your laptop. And that's okay. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got a fullback fetish. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like many of you, will stop at nothing to scratch the itch. The Bucs make it a fullback with their final pick of the draft for the third time out of the last four years by taking Donnie Ernstberger, whoever the hell that is, out of Western Michigan. Number 256. And this is Mr. Irrelevant, and it belongs to the Atlanta Falcons. Last year, our guy Chad Kelly was Mr. Irrelevant. We love Chad Kelly on the show. He's really, really fun. He's Baker Mayfield, except add in a bunch more weed and assault weapons. So, and, and, and like probably five or six more inches in the height. Wide receiver to the Atlanta Falcons, Mr. Irrelevant this year will be Karan White out of West Virginia. 
All right, mm. Brady, you've called his games before. I'm almost positive you have. I have. Yes. He's a tremendous athlete, brother of Kevin White. Yes. Hopefully he'll have a different uh, future as far as staying healthy. Absolutely. His brother, Kevin White, was the draft pick for the Chicago Bears. And if you remember, Kevin White was the first draft pick of Ryan Pace, the Bears GM at the time when he took <laughs> over in Chicago. All right. It has not worked out for Kevin White because of injuries, as Brady pointed out. The reason I like Karan White in this spot for the Falcons is because who is one of the scouts for the Atlanta Falcons? One of their scouts is Phil Emery, former GM of the Chicago Bears, the man that Ryan Pace replaced in Chicago. I think Phil Emery, I think he gets a little bit of a say here. I think he walks him into this. He talks to the front office, talks to the coaching staff. He gets him to take Karan White with the hopes that it's going to work out, that he has a better career than his brother, the man Ryan Ryan Pace drafted when he took over for Phil Emery's job. And just like that, Mr. Irrelevant belongs to the Atlanta Falcons. It's Karan White, and it's a pick based solely on bad blood over Phil Emery getting fired by the Bears a couple years back. And that's how you make radio history. Well done, Jonas. That was unbelievable, man. Oh. It really was. Okay. All right. Well, we've got we've got so much to break down on. All right. So there it is. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, Brady's mock draft, my mock draft, a craziness everywhere. We're going to get to it next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So uh, it is a final in Indianapolis. The Cleveland Cavaliers come back. Well, they had the lead at halftime, and then the Indiana Pacers went up, and then the Indiana Pacers proceeded to gag away a lead. And the Cleveland Cavaliers won it 104-100. to um, The big controversy at the end of this game is going to be that there was an inbound pass between Jeff Green and Lance Stevenson that looked like it should have been a jump ball. They were both yeah. reaching for it, and they called yeah. a foul on, uh, on Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson yeah. yeah. This and I know it's it's over the week and now we're you know that game game three is over now game four is over but this just goes back to something and Brady you being a Cav fan and one of the and you're not a fanboy so you're actually honest about what you see you even sent me a message and and it's funny when you sent it because I was thinking the same thing the game that took place over the weekend game three there was at about the four minute mark of that game there was like a three or four possession stretch that was some of the worst officiating I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you ever had doubts about whether or not there was some sort of a fix in, if you're a crop circle guy or one of those people, that right there would have been enough proof for you to go, I knew the fix was in. And now there's going to be questions about this call here. I mean, I don't think it cost Indiana the game, but I think they have a legitimate gripe. It should have been a jump ball. I think they, they've had a legitimate gripe this entire series, to be quite honest with you. Um you know, go back to what game three during that stretch. Look, I'm rooting for the Cleveland Cavs. I want them to win. I want them to go to the NBA Finals. Uh, and I can even admit, like, man, there were some terrible calls made in their favor. And you could see the frustration for the Pacers, whether it was Lance Stevenson or, or Victor Oladipo. I mean, these guys were like looking for explanations, and it just didn't make any sense. Um, so, again, no idea how it would have impacted the outcome of tonight's game, but. I mean, it's been kind of spotty the entire series, and maybe that's a bigger subject. I mean, LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. Much like when Jordan played, people always said how he got the benefit of the doubt with some of the calls. Uh, I'm sure LeBron does at times. I personally, from from watching him, you know, we're the same class. I've grown up with the guy. I don't feel like he gets the same calls as Jordan got. 
I always felt like Jordan always got the benefit of the doubt. LeBron will get calls at times, but there's also times when I don't I don't see him getting the same treatment as other guys. And maybe that's just because he's that much bigger um, compared to, to Jordan. I think when you're Shaq, when you're LeBron, when you're like some of these just specimens, sometimes I feel like they don't always get treated as fair um, by the officials with some of the, the physicality or contact only because of how big they are and maybe they think they can kind of endure. I mean, we had this conversation about Cam Newton playing yeah. quarterback and how he doesn't get the same protection as other quarterbacks in the pocket. Well, and it's like a, a fighter who can take a really good punch. It, yeah. it doesn't mean he's not getting his brain scrambled every time he gets cracked. He can just take it better than some. And then, then you see fighters, once, the, once you find their button and they start getting knocked out, they start getting knocked out every single time they fight. Like it just yeah. they, they can they can tolerate the, the 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 concussive hits over and over again more than other people can. And so when you see LeBron James get fouled because he doesn't move, it doesn't mean he's not getting fouled. It just means he's not reacting to the foul because he's huge. I mean, he's, what is he? What is he? Two hundred seventy pounds. He's six nine two seventy. It's crazy. Uh, if, yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's just I think beyond the fact of like his, his height and weight. It's how explosive he is, right? And so a lot of times how strong he is. I mean, you don't, you don't realize like what he's battling through just trying to get the ball up uh, where most guys wouldn't even get, be able to get like a shot attempt off of. But, you know, he still tries to. He still almost, you know, is able to make that three-point play. But, uh, again, look, it, it, I personally love seeing that this sort of reaction. I know the call was in question, but – just the fact that Lance Stevenson is just bearing down trying to get that ball. Yeah. This is the type of, type of intensity we talked about. Like, I, I love this. I feel like this is what the Eastern Conference has great. missed for whatever it's reason. Great. And, and, and I'm, I guess you don't see it as much in the West. I don't know why, but think about all the, the fisticuffs or the different altercations we've seen. I feel like they've pretty much all been in the East so far in this, this playoffs. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, back and forth. Well, yeah, I mean, Rondo uh, went at it with Zach Collins uh, of, the, of the Blazers, but that wasn't really much. I mean, the more physical well, series, series wasn't much. No, not at all. The more physical series have definitely been in the Eastern Conference. So there it uh, is. So the Cavaliers quick, won. Quick, yeah, quick cap, by the way. Yeah. Well, and live bet Jesus won. Um, but the, the matching suits, are, where are we on that? They're one and one. I mean, at this point, it's do you go. – do you dare wearing them again, though? It's gotta go. Just out of, if you're like superstitious. No, it's I mean go. no. Maybe? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a cheese ball look. I mean, like, what do we do? We well, it looks not bad. It's just like everyone wearing the same thing is kind of weird. You know, it's one of the freedoms when you get older. You just you get to dress yourself. It's one of the freedoms. You know, mom's no longer dressing what? you. And uh, and you get so to, as a kid, you didn't dress yourself. Well, no, I mean, it's just sometimes when you're younger, parents tell you what to wear. You know, they'll tell you, oh, you're going to wear this. I don't want you wearing that. I, this is a true story. I'm not even making this up right now. I can't believe I'm actually remembering this. My mom, okay, because I grew up and my dad was a diehard Boston Celtic fan. My mom one time, it was summertime, and I remember being like five or six years old, and I was wearing like these like yellow swim trunks, and I had like a purple tank top on because it was really hot out here in Southern California. My mom made me change. Because she said I look too much like a like a Los Angeles Laker. That is a true story. I sw- I swear to God on that. That is a true. She made me change my outfit because she said it looked too much like the Lakers, and she would not have me go outside with it. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had no idea. I had, I had no idea it was that big of a deal. I just grabbed what was ever in in the drawer in my room. But yeah, that's a, that's uh. So if LeBron is uh, is listening, and clearly he is, why wouldn't he be listening right after a game? If LeBron is listening, um, why don't you go ahead and just let them wear what they want to wear because they're adults. 
and that's the other portion of this conversation. There's no doubt these were what paid for by LeBron, and they're obviously his doing. Yeah, because right. it's not like this the is tax write off before. Yeah, it's like Russell Wilson. Hey, I got you guys all airline tickets. No, they're just a sponsor. Stop, Russ. That didn't come <laughs> out of your pocket. Cheap ass. But but, but in all seriousness, like. I mean, obviously, that was never going to flow with like D Wade and and Kyrie or IT. No. Like, like those guys were never no. going to be like, yeah, bro, uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll make sure to wear that suit tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you at the game. You, you can't even get Kyrie Irving to agree that the Earth is round, let alone get him in a gray suit. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, we also want to tell you that we are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Up next, there is a base. There's a, surprisingly, you can make money on the draft in some ways that you didn't even think was possible. Find out how next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Steve DeSager. We had three NBA playoff series from the Eastern Conference today, and they're all tied up two games apiece now. Cleveland wins the late game at Indiana, 104 to 100. LeBron James, 32 points, most of it in the first half. He finished with 13 rebounds, seven assists, and only one turnover. Kyle. 18 points for the Cavs in a close win. And J.R. Smith, don't forget, hit a three-pointer at the end of the first quarter. They win by four. Victor Oladipo, 5 of 20 shooting in the loss for his 17 points. Washington against the one-seed Toronto is tied two games apiece. Wizards beat them 106-98. to 98. DeMar DeRozan, 35 points in the loss. Milwaukee is tied two games apiece after beating two-seed Boston again. 104-102 on a tip-in with five seconds left. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 27 points, including the game winner. Golden State was up three games to none. San Antonio stayed alive, beating the Warriors today, 103-90. to 90. Spurs from three-point range, 15 for 28. NHL playoff road wins for Nashville and Pittsburgh to each advance to round two. Final at Dodger Stadium, 4-3 L.A. over Washington. Cubs won 9-7 at Colorado. And San Francisco was a 4-2 winner at the Angels. Brandon Belt of the Giants had a record 21-pitch at bat, lasting nearly 13 minutes today. He fouled off 16 two-strike pitches, including 11 straight, and then lined out to right field. Longest at bat since they kept such records going back about 30 years. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. So, Brady, uh, the NFL draft... Less than a week away, the best time of year. I know you've got a, a, a well. You're kind of a slow week. You're only doing like a couple hours of radio here. You're not traveling <laughs> here. You got your week's insane. So you've got a whole bunch going on. But believe it or not, you can actually make money on the NFL draft. So we did a little bit of this last year, and we had we had fun with it because there are prop bets out there for the NFL draft. So we have uh, we found some prop bets. We put some together. We are going to get these. To you now here, and we're going to take turns. We're going to go back and forth to see who gets more correct here on these uh, NFL draft <laughs> prop bets so, wait, here on Fox Sports Radio. Wait, are we bringing back? No. Listen. Are we bringing back over and unders? No. Is that what we're bringing and back? We are, we are not. It's a new audience, Brady. No one has any idea what over-unders were. That was so two weeks ago. No one is paying any attention to over-unders here on Fox Sports wait, Radio. Wait, so why did we get rid of it in the first place? Uh, because it sucks. 
Does it stink or is it because someone won so often you were looking for some other game to play? Okay, I threw in the towel. Is that what you want to hear? Yeah, I I want to see you wave the white flag. I want everyone to hear that, and then we can move on. Okay. Well, I waved in the uh, the, the white flag or white towel, whatever you want to call it. Or the used and, white yeah, sock. That's, yeah, whatever. You know what I, mean. I mean, you just find something in the clothes hamper. That works. Uh, <laughs> all right. So with that, Eric Roberts, our executive producer, he has got some prop bets for the NFL draft upcoming. Uh, Roberts, what do we got? Let's get into it. I love this time of year. Yeah, on this edition of Over Under, I mean um, NFL Draft. <laughs> F you, uh, Roberts. <laughs> F you, Roberts. We're going to start. Keep it simple, guys. Uh, last player selected in the first round, offense or defense? Ooh. Okay, well, let's, um, let me think. All right, so the last pick of the first round, I'm definitely not looking this up. I clearly know this. So Defense. I mean, look, it's going to be Philly, obviously, uh, although they could trade out of it. Someone could trade into it, right? Mm. Um, I'm going to say defense. I I will go offense, and I would look for a wide receiver here. I think Alshon Jeffrey's injury is worse than people are letting on. So I will oh, go yeah. offense. It's, wor- it's worse than people are letting on right yeah. now. I don't, even, I don't know. I just made that <laughs> A lot out. of people are letting on about <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey's injury. Come on. What do you want me to do? I'm trying to BS my way through this. Come on. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, guys. Got to do a little math in this one, okay? More players drafted in the first round, the SEC minus three and a half, or the Pac-12? <laughs> so, SEC. <laughs> That's not even close. Well, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, like, who are the to- – okay, so to- you got to pick top players – Two quarter. <laughs> I love so, how long this takes you. Well, no, because I want to work this out. All right, do you just want to make picks, or you want to break this down back and forth? I mean, I'm no, into I've the already breakdown. broke it down. All right. I would say so. Minus three and a half. Minus three is and a half. SEC or Pac-12. You, so two quarterbacks are going early on in the Pac-12. Yeah, that's what you think. Yeah. Well, they're all going in the in the first round. Well, um, somewhere, maybe. I will take the Pac-12 plus three and a half. How about that? I will take the Pac-12 plus three and a half. This is a bad strategy for you, Jonas. We've seen how this ended in the past. Why? Why is this a bad strategy? What do you think I'm trying to do here? Go the opposite every time you? you pick opposite, you lose. Okay. Uh, listen, you I, can only hope to tie. That, like that's what you should strive for to come close to winning. Well, I'm just trying. Look, I'm out here to pick winners. That's what I do. I mean, you know, after what I just did, I made radio history a little while ago. I picked the bottom ten. That is draft. true. I mean, that is true. This is just what I do. All right, what else, Rob? Next one, guys. Player drafted first: Josh Rosen or Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley. Man, I'm I am so torn on Barkley. I don't. Jay Glazer is convinced that if the Giants are at two, they're taking Saquon Barkley. He's convinced. Um, Josh, what are you? Josh Rosen. Give me Josh Rosen, all right? I'm going to go Josh Rosen. <laughs> you're going to go down in a ball uh, of flames. Hey, whatever, man. man. Or he, you're going down in a ball yeah, of flames, Yeah, you know, listen. Oh, Eric, stop sticking up <laughs> for him. I'm just saying. 50-50 right? chance, it also goes and down in your face. For some reason, we, we brought it back. I still haven't got an explanation for uh, that. Listen, one of us is going to be the Hindenburg this week after the draft, all right? <laughs> I, we don't know who it's going to be, but one of us will be the Hindenburg. All right, next one, guys. Same scenario. Drafted first, Josh Allen or Sam Darnold? Ooh, this is a good one. Yeah. What, what do you believe, Jonas? What do you believe? Because I believe this. It's going to be Sam Darnold. Because I can assure you this, right? There's no guarantee that either one's going to be taken first overall. 
But we know this. If Sam Donald's there at number two, and if for whatever reason the Browns take Saquon Barkley number one or someone else, the Giants are taking Sam Darnold. Well, okay. Well, if Saquon Barkley goes number one overall, that's going to give us at least four segments next week because it's going to be a rip job for three of the four. Because that's a, that's an awful pick if they take Saquon Barkley. If they get overall. Saquon Barkley at one though, and they get a quarterback at four, I mean, can you really rip them for that well, if that's how they valued those two picks? But but they're leaving it in the hands of every other team behind them. I'm with you, but again. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and if they somehow still get the quarterback we thought they were going to get, I don't know. Look, it's the NFL. Okay. There, there's always surprises. Now, I'm I, I I with you. I think that Sam Darnold should be the first quarterback to go. I think he should be the first pick. All right, if I did a top ten mock draft, and I don't because uh, I just I, I, I prefer to do bottom tens. But um, but I'm going to take uh, Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> I I believe that there's where there's smoke, this- there's fire, and there's been enough. A rumor and and things going around to where not all of these experts or insiders are always wrong. You know, one or two are wrong, and the you know others get it right. They're all pretty much saying the same thing that they believe that Josh Allen is going number one overall. So with that, I'll take Josh Allen. All right, guys. Here's your Baker Mayfield one over under draft position over under four and a half. That's a good one. Um, it is. I'll take over. I'm going to take over four and a half. I mean, I have to take the under because I put it in my mock draft. I know. That's why I took the over. Oh, that's why? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. You know, the, fu- the funny thing is, I told you Yang, before, baby. I-, I had heard after the Senior Bowl, after, you know, he played one half of football, left at halftime, said he was flying back to see his mom. Supposedly, he was tracked and he actually flew back to L.A. He didn't go back to see his mom. <laughs> they tracked um, him? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not hard to do. But... That was kind of the word, and I had heard that they, some people took them off their draft boards because of it. Oh, okay. I, 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 I mean, uh, I'm just curious. How does someone get tracked when they get on a plane? Yeah, well, I'm a little can, concerned They can now. figure out if someone's on based on the travel manifest. Like, they can oh, figure I that out. I guess there is a yeah. paper trail at that. Kind yeah. Of thing. All right. So, yeah, I will take the uh, under on Baker Mayfield's draft position. All right. There it is. We all good? All right. You took the over. Oh, yeah. I mean, the over. I took the over. Yeah, I took the over four and a half. You know, whatever the opposite of Brady was. <laughs> All right. Stand and trade. I love how that's your strategy. One like, of a, you were so bad at this game, and you lost me so many times. You're like, oh, I'll just pick the exact opposite. Uh, one of us is going to be so so wrong that we're going to have to delete this entire segment because I, I don't want it attached to my reputation. People know me as as a as a trusted source within the NFL world. I don't want to go zero and five or zero and six on uh, on our draft day prop bets. So. It'd be amazing if you did, though. I know, and it probably will happen. I'm just letting you know. So if I call it, if I if I point it out first, you can't make fun of me for it. So it'll okay. probably happen. All right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, we are going to take a look. So Brady had some interesting things to say about the top of the NFL draft. All right, some interesting scenarios could play out. Find out who it involves next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, Brady had uh, some interesting thoughts on the NFL draft. I want to get back into that because I do think there's some uh, stuff to talk about as far as how he thinks the first round of the draft is going to shape up. So uh, we'll have that for you here coming up in just a minute. We do have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. In 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Arnie Spanier and Chris Plank are about 12 minutes away here on Fox Sports Radio. I know that. 
because I already heard Arnie Spanier screaming at the production staff during one of the other breaks 45 minutes earlier on cue because he has OCD. So I know that they are here and they will be here in 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so Brady, your explosive mock draft that you did earlier in the show. The version 3.0, okay, version with an S. Third time's a charm. Yes. In your explosive mock draft, you had two trades. All right. Now, I, I want to just first ask you because I want to pick your brain on a couple of the decisions. So, at, at number one, you've got Sam Darnold going to the Browns at number one. At number two, you had a trade where the Giants trade out of number two and all sorts of compensation added into that. Um, can you, if you could, just sort of explain how this works? Because you actually looked at it from a, there's this, uh, what is it, like a, a, a chart that they use? Something yeah, that they it's, use to it's determine? A, general managers use a draft chart. So it, there's a value associated with each pick in the draft. Uh, and I believe this was this was created by Jimmy Johnson. And he was one of the first people to kind of essentially assign a value because what became difficult um, a, a while back was when teams wanted to trade up with other teams, there wasn't like a basis of, look, this is what this pick is worth. Because guys would call each other back and forth all the time. They disagree on what they feel like the pick is worth, and nothing would ever get done. So at some point, most teams and most people have come on and, and agree on what they feel like the value of each one of those picks are. And it starts with the number one overall pick, which is worth 3,000 points. And then it decreases, obviously, as you go through the picks, through the rounds, um, even less and less. And, and basically what this does is give you some sort of idea, as far as a starting point, on if I want to trade up to the second overall pick, right, which is 2,600 points, uh, from the number 12 pick, there's a significant gap there. I think it's like twelve or 1,400 points. Um, so you've got to make that up with additional compensation. And so you throw in other picks, whatever you have, to try to get as close as you can to that number. And in most cases, if you're the team wanting to trade up, you're probably going to end up paying a little bit more. So that, that you know, point value difference, it's probably not going to be in your favor. Now, you uh, with that pick, so with the trades all included, you've got Buffalo at number two taking Josh Allen. So you like the, the two quarterbacks going one and two. Why would Josh Allen be the guy for Buffalo over Rosen, over Baker Mayfield at that spot? Look, you don't have the injury concerns like you do with Rosen. I think you look at the prototypical size and, and you know body type and all that uh, for Josh Allen, it's, it's something that's kind of stood the test of time. There's plenty more examples of – franchise quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, you know, with his frame and his size compared to Baker Mayfield, right? There's Drew Brees, there's Russell Wilson, there's Doug Flutie. Right. Who else are we saying that's not 6'1 plus, right, is a franchise quarterback? Chase Daniel? Uh, or, or, yeah, he's not a franchise quarterback. <laughs> I know, but, he's made money like one. He's, no, he's, he's play, yeah, he, he's, he's hung around. He's made a lot of good money. <laughs> good but, for him. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of one thing that's working against ba- Baker, even though he's, again, he's his own guy, and, and we'll see how his career works out. Uh, you know, playing up in Wyoming, playing in, in the climate, it's something you have to be able to do. Having the arm strength to be able to, you know, throw in those sorts of conditions, in particular the wind. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, think about where else you're playing. That's something that you have to take into account. You know, like when you're drafting someone to Cleveland, for example, you know, that's why people might be thinking about Josh Allen for number one. Because you got to go to Cincy, you got to go to Baltimore and Pittsburgh, tough places to play. Same thing with New York, you know. Same thing with New England. Now Miami, not so much, right? Especially uh, in the latter part of the year. 
But you know, though that that's why in my mind I think he makes sense for kind of a fit. And look, they're in a rebuild anyway. No one's expecting him to go in and light the world on fire. And AJ McCarron could maybe get the first shot, and then depending on how that goes, you, you bring in uh, Josh Allen after he has a little bit of experience in understanding how to game plan. And then uh, you've got the uh, New York Jets taking Baker Mayfield at three, which please let that happen. Uh, Baker Mayfield <laughs> in New York with that media and that that kind of coverage. I mean. You, you've talked to Baker Mayfield before. Can he handle criticism? Because everything I hear about this guy is that he's got a list of analysts that have criticized him, and he keeps track of who it is that, that, uh, that is critical of his play, and he has this list. And he likes photos of, uh, of, of tweets of people that are critical of him. So you think New York is the best place for that guy to be if he's that sensitive to criticism? I think everyone uses motivation in different ways. And he's someone who's grown up in this era of having social media and being cognizant of, ha- of social media and what is said. And he seemed to be able to find a way to allow it to help him and motivate him. And, and look, no one played better in college football last year than Baker Mayfield. He won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, you look at him statistically, he was the most accurate passer. He was phenomenal. Um, so whatever he was doing, because I'm sure there's naysayers then and people talking trash then, He's used it to his advantage, and I think he's performed well enough throughout this process. Uh, you could make the same case uh, even as you've had NFL evaluators kind of looked at him that way. So I, th- I think three would be a decent fit for him. Um, there's a potential that he slides outside the top ten because, I, as I said before, he's kind of polarizing with how teams feel about him. But that being said, I, I think the Jets, it'd be, a, it'd be a fun to see him in Jeremy Bates' system. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So that's the top of the NFL draft, Brady Quinn's explosive mock draft. If you want to hear the rest of it, you got to wait for the podcast to come out. Listen, I'm not going to do all the work for you. you got to put the time in. But trust me, there is multiple moves Brady has in the top ten of his uh, mock draft that I think are fantastic, so make sure you check that out. Uh, also a reminder for the best NFL draft coverage, tune right here to Fox Sports Radio on Thursday night. Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, Chris, Piel- Chris Spielman, and Kurt Menefee, they're going to broadcast live on the, from the site of the draft at AT&T Stadium in Arlington throughout the entire first round. Jay Glazer, the last three years, correctly predicted every single first-round pick. So we're going to see if he can do it again. Uh, listen Thursday night, Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app beginning at 8 Eastern time, 5 Pacific, here on Fox Sports Radio for the very best NFL draft coverage of the first round. So it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. Cannot I can't wait. wait either, man. And we'll see who's right in the over-unders. We're bringing it back. I, I don't we'll even see. know what that is. It's been so long since we've done that segment. I don't even remember <laughs> what it is. What are you talking about? Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.